Moon Drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's draft day, everybody. You know what that means. The picks are here. Means the picks are here. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL's draft, two men on selects Van Nunley. Van. <laughs> Woo! Activity, like, boo. Boo. I was just going to say. He's out of shape in 40. What are you thinking? Quarterback from Last Chance U. Van Nunley. Woo! Yay! The pick has been traded. Yeah, duh. For number one prospect, Michael Vital. Yay! The guy's a bum. Get rid of him. I mean, lots of people have been saying that for years. That's got nothing to do with (laughs) Michael, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Draft day. (sighs) Is that a big deal to you? No. <laughs> Hold on. It's a big deal for everyone. He says when 60% no. of the players that are playing have go undrafted, I think well, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think it's that deal. many. It's not that many, is it? Is it that many? That's what I got from Pro Football Focus. They're liars. Yeah, they probably are. It's in they're, Vegas, they're not gonna be a, They're not going to be around long. It's in Vegas. Lying. Yeah, it is. Well, and that's the thing, too. I'll jump into that right now. My name's Fred Slow. Welcome to this radio show that I host alongside Van. The NFL's wanted to be in Vegas for freaking ever. Good job. And they're everything Vegas right now. Hey, you want a football team? We got you. You want a new stadium? We got you. You want the draft? We got you. They just partnered on a slot machine. The NFL is an official slot machine now. <laughs> One of the loosest slots I ever met. You know what I mean? Hey. Man? hey. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm looking up your stat, Mike. I don't think it's right. And loyal listener, friend of the show out there, if you're an able-bodied man, 18 to 24, this is the NFL draft. Do not be scared. You're not going to the Army or the Marines. Yeah. We're talking about the NFL draft all day. This is this is not Soviet Russia. We're not and we're not sending you to Russia. People Don't like, be worried. Relax. People like the two men on like Thank to uh, have like, a, hey, like to party. That's so a, it's like a tailgate party was you watch. Cut that off. You ain't lying. Yeah. We are we talk about that a lot on the show. We are party and party adjacent. If you want to party or party adjacent with your boys, you can do it this Saturday night. This Saturday night, we are hosting the Friend of the Show Mixer, which is a comedy show we're putting on at Fusion Theater. That's the intersection of First and Lomas. Seven- Ever so slightly south of Lomas. It's not. It's barely, the same block, dog. Barely south of Lomas. What are you doing? It's the same block. I don't want you to get people lost. It's the 700 block of First, just south of Lomas. There you go. 
you know, and you know how you know you're there because that's where the party's at. Yeah, it is. Now here's the thing: it's not a party till Michael Vital shows up. And I know you have not RSVP'd yet, Michael. Would you like to give an excuse right now? I just want to walk in, and the 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 uh, the bouncer says, "Hey, Vital, you're in, buddy." No, well, he, he what he means is you're actually taking my spot. I'm going on a fifteen. <laughs> I'm gonna grab a smoke. You ever had a job that had fifteen minute breaks? Yes. When was that? Uh, it's been years. Yeah. Years and years. Probably my early 20s. I think I used to... As I've been a tr- working for myself for quite some time. Same. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Working for the weekend. Oh, because I'm unhirable. That, That's okay, why. There is yeah. That. yeah. And undraftable. The NFL's not going to draft me. The Army's not going to draft me. My bank account's overdrafted. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I guess I got drafted once recently. Van sat through a whole interview one time by Tal with Target. And at the end, they were like, we think you're a good fit for this assistant manager job. And Van was like, oh, this isn't ass manager? (laughs) 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 He walked out. I told you not to tell that story. He said, I don't want to wear red every day. He walked out. And I crip walked out because I ain't wearing (laughs) red. I ain't wearing no red. The NFL is Vegas now, though, boys. There's like... NFL themed flights into Vegas. There's like, hey, like get teams have specific where you should stays when you're in Vegas for the games, All Star games, which are called Pro Bowls. Now the draft. And by the way, and I know the draft has been rolling around the country for a couple years now. Is this not the most BS move for New York Jets fan who forever the draft was in New York? Yeah, and they could just like get loose on their team, and they draft four, they draft ten. They draft 35. They draft 38. Like, also, and I'm that guy, they draft 69, bro. Nice. They could get loose up there. Nuh-uh. Forget you, Radio City Music Hall. We gone. I don't care about that. I, I bet they still have the biggest contingent. Probably second biggest contingent. Because it's like it's such a tradition for Jets fan to go to the draft and boo whoever they pick. They don't boo their picks. They boo Goodell every other t- – they boo Goodell. They yeah. boo the Giants. Uh-huh. And every other team, they're like, eh. And by the way, Giants and Giants fan, that's the stupid one. Being Jets fan is the good one. The fun one. The fun one. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm over here like, I get it, Eli Manning. I get it, two Super Bowls. I get it for some reason. People who are Giants fans think that Lawrence Taylor is a good person. Wait, well, hold on. Good player or a good person? So, and here's my thing. I can't separate those. I've talked oh, to you about this. See, I'm super good at that. So, le- just like disembodying yeah, the play yeah. on the field versus the person. I still listen to Michael Jackson. This I do not. Yeah. yeah. I have sure. I have only done the remix to Ignition in karaoke like a handful of times since sentencing, and every time I butcher it. It's a personal. We, like, we literally did it like a year ago in Hawaii. Yeah, well, I did mean, the remix to Ignition. I uh Vital, I You know li- what? You didn't bring your A game, so I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And cuz normally when I do it, like, you know, I'm, I tell people like I'm going to go ahead and break it off a little preview of the remix, but I I hadn't been doing that recently. Well, we need to start doing Chappelle's remix to Ignition that we can't say any of the lyrics to on this show, unfortunately. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There are eight teams without a first-round pick tonight. Eight losers have two picks is what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the winners that Fred's been describing, the Buccaneers, the Rams. 
text the program, 505-246-0610. The text line, not healthy right now. It is not a healthy text line. Did you see that last text? It's kind of intense. Those are mean words. Yeah, I don't care for that. Luckily, we weren't on at 1234 and two seconds today. Those, that's mean. You know what that is, though. What is he saying? So we have live programming here on 610 KNML from 7 to 10 every morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's award-winning radio. They win awards on the opening drive. It is the best dang show terrestrially offered in this city. I don't care what premise. I don't care what format. You could extend it to the state and definitely the American Southwest. Oh, my God, yes. I don't have a good argument for you until we go national. The only, Oh, gosh. I will say that Sports Talk Radio in Phoenix does not compete with what we do here in Albuquerque. I will tell you the Sports Talk Radio in Dallas is in the mix. Dallas Sports Talk is, is probably a, a shade more engaging than ours because they have full day and they have like four pro sports teams. But definitely not Phoenix, and I'm going to say Denver is par. 505-246-0610, would you like us to change our opinion on Denver? It's going to cost a lot of money. Texts are rolling in as Van sent out all of the two men on care packages earlier this week, and friends of the show are getting them, so that's very exciting. So uh, post a picture, hashtag FOTS. Let us see you in your two men on shirt, your hashtag friends of the show. So the draft in Vegas is now a reason for me to go to the draft because I'm not going to go to the draft. Oh, you don't, you don't want to go see the draft in Cleveland? You want to go to the, the draft in Jacksonville? Actually, I'm sure they're both lovely. I'm city. sure they're both they're very both nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I've heard nothing but good things about Cleveland. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anything? Once they quit setting their river on fire. Uh, twice. Cle- uh, three times. That's one too many. Actually, I think it's like actually like 13, but like three bad ones. Once they quit setting their river on fire, I heard they've done some great things in Cleveland. Our very good friend, A. Marie Castillo, is out at the draft right now, and she will connect with us at 445 as we're going to talk with her. Uh, I primarily want to know about the energy out there. Because like, she's coming on before the picks. Now, also, she has some insider info. If she, I mean, if she knows a little something, something you let me know, because you can, you can basically bet on every pick this year. So tune in for what I believe is going to be a surefire 100% cannot miss bet from Amory Castillo. Okay. You feel the same way? I'm into it. Before that, Tracy Sandler will join us. Tracy is a girl's name. I know that is like one of the down the middle ones. All right. Look Tracy Morgan in the face and say that. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a hand Shannon is one of them. Tracy Shannon? No, 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 no. You can be Okay, today's I9 varsity, okay? Is the varsity of of um, unisex name. Unisex name. Sweet. I'm okay. So Tracy will make it that list. Karen. That, that's it's very good. All right, Michael, we're it's a little not, early. That's 645. Debr- Hold your horses. Yeah, Michael's over here. Debrickashaw. No, Michael. <laughs> What's the over-under on Debrickashaws this year at the draft? Zero. Zero point five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Take the under. From the texter, Terry. Ah, yes. Okay, here's the thing. From the texter. Mm-hmm. Only talk about combat sports. That's the only thing that matters in New Mexico. 
Not today. Not today. Tomorrow. Yes. Back on track with that. Uh, tomorrow, we're doing all isotopes and draft recap. Yes. And then Monday, nothing but combat sports. Allegedly. So we're actually off on Monday. You and I and Robert are at New we'll Mexico. We'll be talking combat sports off air. <laughs> New Mexico Highlands University hosting their sports banquet for the end of the year. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. It's a it's a Lobo takeover on Monday, boys. Rob Portnoy and Dontrell Moore are taking over this program hey. for three straight hours of UNM and UNM-related talk, sports, and activities, and they're doing it from the weight room at like Lobo Stadium, and it's going to get weird. It's going to be a good program, lots of guests, all the best names. I'm sure you get some student-athletes on there that we don't normally have access to. So uh, UNM alum, be very excited for Monday. I'm excited. Speaking of UNM, Danny can – Can fans go? Can fans show up to the No, weird? they absolutely can. That's okay. the whole thing. All right. So they put up bleachers. In between. Have you been in that weight room before over there? The you old know, one, yeah. Yeah. So you Well, the new one's not done yet. Yeah. So they have a bleacher, like between the two weight rack things or whatever, they have a bleacher setup going where fans can come and get loud. And the idea is, I don't remember the name of the event. I'll, I'll get the name. But the idea is they're going to set all the PRs. They're going to set... Like Night all, of Champions. Night of Champions. Thank you. I for, I knew that because that's the name of my fourth favorite WWE pay-per-view. So they're going to do that on Monday, and the show's going to be live from there. But but not the boys. We're off. We're hosting an event. We're hosting the end-of-the-year sports banquet for New Mexico Highlands University. That's going to be a lot of love. We're going to have a lot of laughs up there as well. 5 o'clock today, joining us is Danny Gonzalez. He's the head football coach at the aforementioned UNM, and he's going to talk to us uh, – well, we're going to ask about, like, butterflies in the tummy. We're going to be like, hey, you got guys going to the NFL. You got guys that might might not be drafted. Like, like talk to us about, like, that emotional roller coaster. So we're going to hit Danny with that. Then joining us at 515 immediately to follow is hype man for the Duke City Gladiators, public address for the Blue Tails, which had their first exhibition basketball game last week. Stoked. Pretty stoked about that. Vernon Kuntz, and he is also the biggest Jacksonville Jaguars fan in the history of all football. So that's going to be a good one because we're going to have him live on air as, as Jacksonville picks. So we're going to – yeah, so we're going to we're going to wear him out. And then joining us in the 6 o'clock hour is Ned James, who, as you know, is the former UNM hey, quarterback. Ned. He's the best. Yes. And he also coached in the NFL for about, uh, I don't know, Van, Baker's dozen of years. Yeah, Baker Mayfield dozen of years. And he is going to be here. And we're going to talk a lot about, like, what draft rooms look like and boards. And as the picks start coming in, because he'll be here with us at 6 o'clock, we'll break down – who they are and why those guys might have value. And uh, it's going to be a very heavy, very sports-centric day. It's going to be the sportiest sports show we've ever sported. Oh, I support that. Eight teams will have two first-round picks. So eight losers, is Michael. Is echo in here? What is that? If you are drafting in the first round, it's because you're a loser. Top of the first round. We had this discussion literally yesterday. Whenever we get back, we're going to break down draft day. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, which, by the way, excellent board meeting today. Go to helpyourboys.com. You can make a donation or sign up for a Top Golf event, Ooh. and we will go over that at length, obviously. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Channel. All right, we're breaking down draft day. Tracy Sandler joining us at 4.30. She is the CEO of Fangirl Sports. You can find her on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl. We've got a bunch of questions to her about what's going on with the, uh, what I think is the most talked about team in the draft thus far, the 49ers. Before the draft. 
everything about the 49ers is the best story right now. Because I don't care about who's picking who. I need to know about Debo. I need to know about Jimmy G. Those are the only things that matter. You're not wrong. Those are the biggest storylines. Number one, like the classic, oh, who's going first? Is it going to be this guy? Secondary after that, where's Debo going? Right. Where's Jimmy G going? That's what we're going to talk to her about. We're going to have a lot of fun. You may remember we, we caught up with Tracy in at the Super Bowl. That's yeah. where we first started our friendship. Okay. So Draft Day is a 2014 American sports drama film directed by Ivan Reitman and starring Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner. The premise revolves around the fictional general manager of the Cleveland Browns, played by Costner, deciding on what to do after his team acquires the number one draft pick in the upcoming NFL League draft. Trade it. Vital, go to cut to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) On the morning of the 2014 NFL draft, Cleveland Browns general manager Sonny Weaver Jr. must decide how to use the seventh overall pick to improve the team. But he has other problems on his mind, Van. Uh oh. His semi secret girlfriend, Allie Parker, <gasps> the team's salary cap analyst, is pregnant. <gasps> and the recent death of Sonny's father causes tension with his mother. <whistles> Sonny has fired his father, a legendary coach for the Browns, which Shoot. he later admits was for his mother's sake because his father refused to retire, even with the aforementioned failing health. So there you go. Draft day. Who's the father of the baby? Kevin Costner, I just said that. Oh, did he? oh, he. Oh, he. You know what? Hold up, that is implied, and you know what happens when you assume. You yeah. get the plot to a Kevin Costner movie yeah, wrong. Sure. Draft Day is the stupidest movie in the history of all things. Never watched it. It is garbage. You know how I feel about the Batman, which, by the way, Warner Brothers greenlit a sequel to the Batman this week, which is unacceptable at every level of cinematography. I'm finally going to try to watch it. Something in the way. (laughs) Now that it's for free. Not for free. I pay for HBO. No, you do not. You have my HBO password. I pay for the HBO. (laughs) You pay for the Uh, Netflix. I know for a fact because I got the email in your email that I'm also logged into for whenever I have to reset the password to the Netflix saying that someone had recently reset the password to the Netflix. Uh, All right. I got to cancel HBO then because I'm paying for HBO also. You will, all right, so you also, st- I'm paying for Peacock. I just got a bill from Peacock. I, I've never watched Peacock before. I have free Peacock because I have Comcast Internet. You can oh, just use peacock. my pe- Yeah, thank you. Free yeah. cock. Mm-hmm. And you can just use that. So we're in a circle. Are you aware of this, Michael? We're the reason that Netflix lost $2 billion the other day. A co-op. We're in a co-op. Yeah, conglomerate. We're not going to name names, but if you, if you text the program and suggest a name that you maybe have heard on air, probably yes, they're in the co-op. So I personally pay for Spotify. How about what's the, what's the, uh, the commission? We're in the commission. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, a, that's very good. So I pay for the Spotify, and I share it with... Five close friends and one ex-girlfriend. And Van pays for the Netflix. Well, I got my own Spotify. I, I would not dare you get your hands on my musical taste. Friend of the show, Vernon Coons, coming in? He's on my account. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this thing works. You know, because we're millennial. This is what they tell you to do, right? Whenever, like, inflation goes up and you get that letter from HR and it's like, instead of a pay raise, it's like, here's some online classes you can take. To, to conserve your money. And I think in there it says. Get like, rid of all these prescriptions. Yeah, media co-op. 
prescriptions. Listen to me. Well, I'm addicted, dog. Yeah. I need them. Don't watch Draft Day. It's so stupid. And the NFL induce, in, uh, endorsed it. So it's like officially franchise teams. It's all this stuff. Long story short, what's his name? Kevin Costner ends up taking a long shot on a guy and somehow ends up with the first three picks in the draft. I have no idea. It's the stupidest movie of all time outside the Batman. Because he trades his baby, allegedly. Would you trade your first baby for first overall draft pick quarterback out of Florida State? And he's like, yeah, duh. From this this year's draft or this hypothetical draft in the movie? See, I don't know why Kevin Costner tried to make other sports movies. Stick with baseball movies. You've been killing it, Kev. Like, just do that. Yeah. Because his baseball movies are the best. For Love of the Game is the best sports movie ever made. Well, I mean, it's Bull Durham. but It's 100% for Love of the Game. We all have our wrong opinions. All right, from we the guy this one. who loves Showtime and just eats John C. Riley up in sports roles, you're going to tell me that for Love of the Game doesn't rank for you as the highest sports movie of all time? Uh, winning time is only like halfway through the season and it's already better for love of the game. Well, you have to watch all of love of the game. You can just watch half because then you're stuck in the, in the middle of a perfect game. Any amount of, for the love of the game, you're breaking isn't as good as half of winning time. So Kevin Costner says, clear the mechanism. And then that's it. Like he's, that's it. That's the whole thing. What happens next? He throws. Let me guess. He clears the mechanism. Yes. Woo! He says to John C. Riley, he says, "That's some brilliant filmmaking." Says, "I think I'm gonna throw hard today." It's excellent. It's an excellent movie. And he's like, "Hey, Kev, I think that's a good idea too. You can't go a perfect game unless you throw real hard, bro." That's what he said. He does do that. Yeah, he says that. He's, so I don't do John C. as well as you do, obviously. But afterwards, he's like, you're going to be, going to be a postman. That was more Bill Cosby. <laughs> what is that? I don't want any jello, you creep. Jerry O'Connell played Frank Cush, men, Cush, in the 1996 Jerry Maguire film starring Tom Cruise, which I will argue is the best movie about the draft. Saving Private Ryan. Ah, oh, <laughs> I was letting it bleed. I was letting it bleed for a second, and you just jumped, you leapfrogged me. The countdown, which has been on three days on the ESPN ticker, is down to less than two hours at this point, boys. It's about time for the draft, and the world yeah, is— one hour New Zealand. It's, Mike, oh, it's, it's already happened in The New draft has already happened in New Zealand. We've been over this. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday at great length. So no spoilers. Don't go to ESPN New Zealand if you want to see the draft live. The Batman is horribleness adjacent from the live chat. Yes, that is correct. You know what's messed up? You've described it as like the worst movie of all time, and yeah. you said nothing positive about it whatsoever. I would agree completely. But I still feel obligated to watch it. <laughs> like I still want to watch it to see how bad it is. 60% of players were not drafted. That can't be true. Like you, you describing the Batman as being the worst movie of all time, and me still wanting to watch it is like you go to a restaurant, yeah, and you're like, "Oh, this is so gross." You try, yeah, it. you take, yeah, you yeah. try it, have a bite. Oh, you're talking about food. I thought you're doing like a drink. Either one. You ever, you ever been at the like someone who don't know, and it's like a you call it or something at the bar, and they're like, "Yeah, this one's uh, named after all my mom's boyfriends," and it's just like every alcohol that has a first name or whatever. 
and they're like, "This is terrible." Like, yes, this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like your mother. This is terrible. About three minutes away from Tracy Sandler. Let's grab a break early so we can get to her. Good idea. Yeah, and we're going to talk, obviously, 49ers. We're going to talk Devo. We're going to talk Jimmy. And uh, before all that, I'm going to bring up a personal beef. All right? Me and, me and Tracy are going to settle something on air. Okay? Right. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. 4.33, so you've been on work for three minutes. Thank you for rushing to the car and getting to us. That's, like, really nice. Deja vu. Every day people get off work at 4.30. That's an everyday glitch, thing. Glitch in the Matrix? What are you? Am I losing my mind? Early, earlier today, Michael, I... Play the song earlier? I offered Van a bag of pecans that I had left in my truck for about six months, and I told him I just got them, and he started eating them, and nothing has been right with him since. I karate chopped my drink over, now I spilt it and made it a mess, and I don't have time to clean it up, so I have to do this segment, and well, then I have to clean it up. we got to clean up this show for Tracy Sandler, who's joining us, the CEO of Fangirl Sports at... 49ers fangirl Tracy welcome back to the program friend thank you thank you so much for having me we're excited about this one we're excited to talk 49ers but uh, I gave you a little heads up I was gonna come at you about something and I'm gonna come at you about it right now Tracy I mean you got like arguably the best Twitter going as it relates to the 49ers and you have the best image on the Twitter of any sports talk personality uh I mean who took that photo there Tracy who took who took your profile photo there on Twitter <laughs> It was you, but I didn't know that people gave people credit for their Twitter profile photos. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, okay. I've heard of Getty Images. Yes. Yeah. That's Moving forward, <laughs> anytime I text like someone who's more famous than me, I'm going to put my watermark on it. And Tracy, you're more famous than me, so I've made a mistake. Yeah, well, that I think that was totally on you. This but thank you for the photo. It is like one of my favorite photos of me ever, actually. So um, I really appreciate appreciate it, and consider this my public acknowledgement and thank you for the photo. Yeah, I'll keep waiting for that at, no problem. So, Tra <laughs> Tracy, the 49ers, they don't get to draft today because they're a winning organization and only losers draft in the first round, but they're, lo <laughs> they're looking to get rid of their favorite players. What is it going to take for a 49ers fan to be happy? What is the exchange for Debo Samuel where they're like, oh, no, we actually feel pretty good about this? Well, first of all, I don't think they're looking to get rid of Debo Samuel. Uh, I, I really don't think the 49ers will trade him. Uh, and John Lynch was pretty clear about it the other day that this is not a player they want to move on from. And I really believe him. I do not think this is a player they want to move on from. You know, I think if you have to entertain a package, you have to entertain an offer. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk about the Jets and what they could potentially offer but it would have to be a pretty massive situation and even then i really don't think that the 49ers want to get move on from debo samuel and i will be more surprised if he ends the night not on the roster than if he ends the night on the roster well let's tracy you're the 49ers insider let's step into the mind of debo samuel what do you think is the main reason that he wants out and why is it because no other quarterback is as handsome as jimmy g good answer and what, you think that's the reason? Yes, obviously. What else would um, expound? But yeah, I mean, Jimmy G probably isn't going to be his quarterback next year. But I don't think that that has anything to do with anything. Maybe the handsomeness. Maybe I'm not. I couldn't say for sure that that's true or not true. Um, I, you know, it's hard to tell. There's been a lot of speculation. Debo Samuel has kind of shot down all of the speculation. Uh, so 
it is a little hard to, to tell. It could be compensation, and he is in a unique position where he's playing both wide receiver and running back. Please, uh, I apologize. There is Tracy, uh, run, run, go, get out of there, no, get out of here, Tracy, hey, get down, save yourself, Tracy. Oh my Sorry. God. I just arrived in the Bay Area for the draft, and that's the first thing I hear is sirens. Um, I, there's been a lot of speculation. Of course, he is a term that he coined. He is a wide back. He plays wide receiver and running back. I imagine he wants to be paid as a wide receiver, which I completely understand, especially if he's going to continue play a wide, to play a wide back position. Running backs take a lot more hits than wide receivers. Running backs have a lot shorter shelf life in the league than wide receivers. So that could be it. Could be usage. The reality is no one really knows. Again, it's been a lot of speculation, but somewhere in the process things went awry because certainly I would say even a month ago, three weeks ago, I guess three weeks ago we were starting to see signs of it, but a month ago it looked like everything was fine and there was no trouble in paradise. So, you know, I'm not really sure. We've seen historically under this 49ers regime that – the extensions get done in July. That's what they did with George Kittle. That's what they did with Fred Warner. I don't know if Debo wants it done sooner. But somewhere, something has gone terribly wrong, and I don't think that's an over-dramatization, considering how things have escalated and how quickly they have. Uh, but I just don't think the 49ers want to move on from Debo because he is such a unique talent, and he is such an important part of this team. And they're going to most likely have a new quarterback next year, and I don't think they want to take away – perhaps his most prolific offensive weapon. So I think you're hitting where I want to go. Jimmy G is the guy. I, like, I don't know why there's any sort of belief that he's not. And I don't know what Debo's relationship is with Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is not Jimmy G. So the question is, with the 49ers, are they committed to Trey Lance? Is that the guy? Or are they trying to bring in someone new as well? Because if that's the case, why don't you just go send Jimmy G and Debo to New York Bring back draft picks and Zach Wilson and go. Uh, no, Trey Lance is their guy. They believe very, very fully in Trey Lance. That's why they traded all those picks to get him. That's why they actually don't have a pick today um, and because they're a winning organization. But the yes, reason they actually the don't have a pick today is because they traded all those picks because they wanted Trey Lance, and they're very committed to Trey. They're very excited about Trey. Uh, and I think that was – Pretty clear. I think we knew that last season was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's last season in San Francisco, most likely. Of course, there is a chance at this point that they could they could start the season with him on the roster, but I don't think that's going to be the case. But they're excited about Trey. They're committed to Trey. You know, John Lynch said the other day, "We think Trey is ready," and they're excited to see what they can do. And that's no respect, don't no disrespect to Jimmy. Um, I think Jimmy is a tremendous quarterback. He's also a tremendous person, and he's been an absolute joy to cover. But, you know, I, I think they look at Trey Lance as their franchise quarterback and their quarterback of the future starting with this upcoming season. Tracy Sandler, CEO of Fangirl Sports, joining us. We're talking the 49ers. Okay, stepping away from the 49ers real quick, what is your, like, lock prediction today? What is your bold prediction today? What's something that you're sure is going to happen? What's something that's going to be absolutely insane? Um, well, that's a very good question. Well, I was in a, I did a mock draft yesterday, and Ooh. I – had the Texans picking Derek Stinley the third. I'm sorry, Derek Stinley Jr. at three. That's I went with the third because it's the third pick. Nice. Um, which I think is something that might be surprising to people, but it's not that deep a cornerback draft. The the Texans have a variety of needs, like basically the whole team. But it's a very deep draft uh, at defensive line. It's a very deep draft at wide receiver. 
So I had them picking him at corner at number three, which might be a surprise pick. But if it happens, I'm going to feel real smart because I just, like I said, not that deep a drafted corner. And I think he would be a really good fit there. So there's that. Um, a lock today. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how you pass on Aiden Hutchinson if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, I went to Michigan, and I think Aiden Hutchinson is a perfect human and player. Mm-hmm. Bias, but sure. um, I don't know how you pass on him at one. So to me, he is a lock at number one, even though I think there is some level of argument there. And I do think we're going to see some crazy, crazy trade today. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think it's going to be one of those trades where everyone's like, oh, my God. Debo. Yes, You're talking about Debo. Debo. You're describing yeah, Debo. You're literally describing Debo. <laughs> All right, hear me out, guys. I think that's an oh, my God. I think Debo would be a little more expected. Oh. I think this is going to be a – I think I, – because I think there's been too much talk about Debo. It's in the ether. I think – so if it happens, I'd be surprised, but you wouldn't be shocked. I feel like there's going to be a trade where it's going to be like, this is so crazy. So we'll see. All right, Tracy. Like I, Tom, I, Tom Brady to the Birmingham Barons. Oh, that's a good. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's probably that's, that's, that's what I was. I'm glad you were able to read between right. the lines. Tracy, this one's for you and not Van because Van will be, have a biased opinion. How do you, do you do you prefer Junior or the second? Because I feel like the second has prestige and royalty to it, but Van is a junior. So if you had to pick, oh, well is, then I feel like I have to say Junior because mm-hmm. Van's on the show and that feels rude. <laughs> But it's the second, right? You guys were so nice to have me on. It's a hundred. I mean, Junior is soft and old, and I feel like the second is like royalty. That's like King of England stuff. I mean, I think if you are the King of England, then it should for sure be the second. If you're not the King of England, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this much before. I'm gonna, you're going to have to come back to me on this on a later well, date because well, I'm not sure. I have to put I some mean, thought into this. What do you think, Junior? Prince of Borellis, maybe. What? No, that's no. You can't just name a local <laughs> city and call yourself the prince of it. That's not how this works. I mean, you can. I but, think he just did. That's all right, that's a really good point, actually. Tracy Sandler, thank <laughs> you so very much for taking the time with us at Forty Niners Fangirl, the way you would think it's spelled. Anything we missed? How's how's your show? How's the podcast? Where can everyone get it? Everyone, uh, the podcast is going great. The Tracy Sandler Show. You can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're live every Tuesday and Friday. This week, actually, I had. Kimmy Checks from the NFL Network on talking Ooh. all things draft in Vegas. She was fantastic. You guys have a little bit more than an hour till the draft starts. Go listen to it. Uh, I also broke down John Lynch's press conference, so it's a pretty good episode. But you can get it wherever you get podcasts, and there'll be a new episode tomorrow morning. Tracy Sandler, the absolute best when it comes to West Coast dodging ambulances and I would assume gunshots. Well, I do what I can. That's Thank you. One of the dudes. <laughs> After we get back from the break, Amory Castillo will join us. She's live at the draft. We're going to see what the energy is and the buzz is about. And before we do that, I'm going to tell you about HelpYourBoys.com. HelpYourBoys.com. If you currently log on to our website, it'll take you to the registration for the YMCA's Top Golf event coming at Michael. It's only like three months away. You can do donations. You can sign up early. And if you reference your boys, a uh, little discount thing in there for you. So we got, a, we got a little sign up through the boys discount thing. Uh, and if it's whatever, just shoot us an at. We'll get you. Hey, Marie, when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Thank you, New Mexico Pinon, the sports animal. Oh, my God. Hey, Marie's in Las Vegas. Everyone check to make sure she's okay. Hey, Marie, are you currently sharing your location with me on my cell phone? I currently am. I went inside because it is so windy, so I hope you guys can hear me. Yes, you sound perfect. Also, how's the drought? I mean, everyone's like, like, how is it down there? What's going on? 
Okay, it's Fred. It's crazy down here. This is I've never been to a draft. Just to let everyone know. Oh, welcome. Um, uh, it is awesome. I mean, it's just the craziest NFL fans. I mean, ever I've seen every kind of jersey possible. There are so many Packer fans here. I don't understand. That's gross. And we, we don't got a fans, lot going that's the most on. I've seen, that's the most I've seen here. But there's there's projected 200,000 people here right now for the draft. Where are they at? <laughs> what do you mean where they're at? They're f- all over the strip. The whole strip has shut down for the draft. Oh, my. That's unacceptable. I don't know how I feel. All right, you're seeing a lot of Jags. You're seeing a lot of Packers. Obviously, I'm guessing Raiders. Who's got the best energy? A lot energy? of Raider fans, too. A lot, a, lot, a lot of Raider fans, too, actually. Which, which fan base has the best energy? Who's the most fun? Um, uh, the Jaguar fans have been actually the most. Jaguar? Jaguar. The Jaguar, Jaguar fans have been the best on the trip so far. But I think this is like their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's very exciting. Oh, for so them. they went to the Super Bowl last year, too? Yeah. That's incredible. Expect another one. <laughs> That's, this is like their Super Bowl. You know, so, they have 12 draft picks. Along with the Kansas City Chiefs, they're tied. So, I mean. Right, who are you officially with? Are you with us right now? Are you officially with the Vikings? Like, like how are like how are you at the draft? Um, I, I'm, I'm repping uh, the sports animal right now. That's at the what's draft. up. That's the answer. It should be. That's 100% the answer. So, by the time the 12th pick rolls around and your purple boys are up for the, you're not, you're not even going to care. You're going to be too busy breaking down the commander's pick at 11. Uh, exactly, and I'm hoping the Vikings trade down. Down or up? Oh, down. Okay, what do the Vikings need this year? What What do you think their biggest deficit I is? Mean, do you have a target? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I know that everyone who listens to Two Men On cares about the Minnesota Vikings, so let me tell you, we need a cornerback, and that is my number one priority. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, oh. we're big Lizzo fans. So, therefore, oh, that, that makes us Vikings fans. I'm a huge Prince guy. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. That's, a lot of our affiliations are based off uh, throwaway lyrics from pop pop music. That's, that's good. Oh, I mean, okay. So, then, like, all right, truth hurts. I like it. Lizzo. So as, go. Minnesota all day. As you go into the draft, and I assume you have to go in now, or is it is it standing yeah, room only? I mean, are there seats? There, uh, it, there's events everywhere. There's, like, fan experiences. It's really cool. Um, they have, like, a Hall of Fame section with veteran players. It's, there's just so much happening everywhere. It's like, what do you choose to do? Um, but I'm right outside the Bellagio. I don't know if you guys nice. have seen the setup, but the draft is set up, like, on the Bellagio Fountain. Are you the most famous person there? No, 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 no. So, like, who are um, you running elbows with sorry. right now? I mean, within earshot. I just saw Wayne Newton. I mean, I think he's pretty famous. What? Uh, okay, hold up. We have to call Van's mom real quick. Okay. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Weezer is going to be playing later. Tomorrow, Ice Cube is playing. I mean, there's there's going to be some crazy concerts. So, and, uh, did you say Weezer's playing? Tonight, yeah. Oh, the, the, right after the 30-second pick. Oh, say it ain't so. Hmm. Say it ain't so. I see what you did there. I got you. Very nice. So, are there any like the normal Vegas people there, or do they just like they're shying away from the NFL run. fans? It, they, they are. I think uh, Vegas people want to kill themselves today because even um, I've been here for like two days. My Uber driver's like, I am not going out on Thursday. Like, <laughs> yeah, locals are like, or they're hiding. They're they're out of here. Well, it's just all 
NFL jerseys everywhere. Everywhere. It's kind of neat, right? Because for years you could go to Vegas and you could do the gambling. Cool. You could go to Vegas and you could do the buffets. Cool. You could go to Vegas and you could do the drug, sex, and rock and roll. Cool. But now you can go and do the NFL. Like, there's a whole nother, like, you can bring the whole family now, including that that weird nephew you got who really sweats the Green Bay Packers, Van. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of families out here, a lot of kids, and and it's, that's actually funny you brought that up because tomorrow they have meet and greets uh, with veterans or Hall of Famers. And it's so funny next to, uh, for example, like Michael Vick, Edwin James, Chandler Jones, Rob Gronkowski is all in the same hour. And next to it, it says the age limit, which they would meet and greet with people. Some people are only doing 21 plus and up, which I find hilarious. That's gross. Some players. I'm like, why just 21 nuts? By legal reasons. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski <laughs> is like 21 to 24 and you got to be a 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's like a, he's like a, like a Southern 10 or like, you know, a Vegas six. <laughs> like those are, these, hey, I know. I was just like, why are they having an age limit for like autograph signing? I, we'd be remiss to not ask about sports gambling. Did yes. you put anything on the draft? Did you pick the number one pick or pick who the Vikings are going to get? Uh, I, I actually did. Okay. I mean, you get pretty good. You're the insider. Tell the friends of the show. Okay. I'll tell the friends of the show. So I have the number one overall pick. Everyone thinks it's going to be out of Michigan, the defensive end, Hutchinson. But I'm actually picking defensive end from Georgia, Trayvon Walker. That's who I'm picking my prop bet today. And I've done some crazy other parlays with NBA basketball playoffs and whatever. But I'm going against odds and not picking who I the media is going with. Hey, Marie, thank you for taking a minute out of the best weekend of your entire freaking life to join two <laughs> yeah, men thanks, on. guys. Sorry if it was loud or I tried to run inside this, like, 40-mile-per-hour winds outside. Everything about this phone call in you is perfect. Okay, appreciate you guys. From the live chat, A. Marie is a goddess. Well, that's Aww. nice. That's a nice I thing. I like that. Well, color me jealous. I think it says the goodest. You misread that one. But they're both very kind compliments. I saw what I wanted to see. Cool. Here's my thing. Okay. I don't like being jealous, but I like when I get professionally jealous, and I'm a little jealous right now. I wish I was at Vegas. I wish I was at the draft. Are there direct flights from Las Vegas, Nevada to Las Vegas, New Mexico? But we could have pulled it off. The second I want there to be, there will be. <laughs> when we get back, Danny Gonzalez. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. 5 p.m., well, that's, that's when you get off work and you have to make sure you rush home in one hour so you can watch the NFL draft. We are fortunate enough to already be at the place where we will watch it, which is here at this studio. That's right. Joining us on the Friend of the Show hotline, Danny Gonzalez, head coach of your UNM Lobo football team. Oh, my God. Danny, how are you? Great, guys. How are you doing? I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we're doing good. We are talking a little bit about the Lobo takeover of the show on Monday. Uh, Put it over, Danny. Give it to the fans. What can they expect from a very unique broadcast this upcoming Monday at your Night of Champions? You know, we're going to do it in the weight room. Uh, The Night of Champions is a lifting competition for our guys. Uh, They've been working their tails off since January in the weight room. We had a little pause for spring football, and then they've been in there for now nine straight weeks. Uh, trying to get as strong as we can for next football season because I think that's the most important 
part of our team that's been missing the last two years because of COVID and all those things. So we did it outside last year. We'll do it inside this year. And uh, there's going to be bleachers and stuff in the weight room, so it'll be a very condensed. It'll be, it should be loud in there. It'll be exciting. And then, plus, it's going to be live on the radio. So since you guys are going to be up in Vegas with two men on, we're going we're gonna to take over the show a little bit. Portnoy will be there. Dontrell Moore is going to be there. And we'll have a fun afternoon of Lobo football right after the NFL draft over the weekend. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Love it. Well, you specifically told me and Fred that we couldn't come. That's what you said. But Lobo Nation, Lobo fan, they could come, right? Well, I told you guys that you uh, – you're. You, I, see, I take that back. You were more than welcome. But if, uh, <laughs> if you have things that – and there's often – there's times that you have priorities or you make free arrangements, that's okay. And for what Fred does for uh, Highlands New Mexico and, you know, Coach uh, – I mean, I've worked, Coach Hudson is a really good friend of mine, and he's really doing some special things with that program. So you guys helping them out is an awesome deal. Uh, I'm sad that you're not going to be there on Monday, but it's, uh, I appreciate you guys letting us take over your time because the time you guys have in the afternoon is awesome. I listen every day. Oh, and I, I appreciate you letting us, letting us have a little bit of it. Love everything about that. Coach, you've been in the game a lot of years. You've obviously seen a lot of players graduate from programs you've been a part of and go on to play professionally the game of football. Talk to me about the butterflies, Coach. Talk to me about what draft weekend is for you as you watch some of your guys be able to reach their dreams. You know, I've got a lot of guys, that, whether it be here that we've coached over the last couple of years or guys that I coached at uh, Arizona State or even guys that I coached at San Diego State my last year there that have an opportunity uh, to, to get drafted over the next couple of days. And we've got guys on our team that, that might not get drafted, but they will have a chance at an undrafted free agent. Uh, Joey Noble, uh, they might call his name uh, in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. If it gets past the fifth round, I, I've told Joey this myself, and it's my personal opinion, I hope he does not get drafted. And he can pick his spot. Him and his agent can sit down and say, you know what, Smart. I have a great opportunity Smart. to go compete at this team and earn a spot, as opposed to getting picked by a team that might be deep in your position. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into Sunday on this draft picture with those guys, the undrafted free agents, where they have the best opportunity, and we've got a couple guys that will have opportunities like that, Joey Noble being the loudest. Uh, and I'm excited for those guys because they've been working for it their entire career, their entire life, I take that back. And so this is the opportunity to see if they can do it. And as we continue to build this program, um, we'll have more and more stories every year. When we were here before, we had oftentimes where we had four and five guys drafted in the same draft. So we're headed that direction. Uh, it's, taking, it's taking some time, but – this is an exciting time in those kids' lives. Coach, what's your, what's your draft day routine? Are you on the recliner with some nachos and an oat soda? Are you working? you doing your coach stuff, and you got it on in the background? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, always, uh, I'm always doodling football stuff. I got that from Coach Long. Uh, you've got to stay ahead of the game, and, and when you're sitting down and you have free time, um, you, you take advantage of it. Now, I just grabbed some pizzas from Old Town Pizza Parlor. Smart. Nilo Gonzalez, my guy down there, is freaking outstanding. My daughter has celiacs, and, and we got her a gluten-free pizza from there. I mean, nice. I, I, I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers we've had from Lobo Nation. My daughter has been in the hospital the last couple of days with pneumonia, and my wife just uh, – we just got um, out of there, and my daughter told my wife that I never want to come back to this place. So we're going to go home and have a little celebration, watch the NFL draft, eat some pizza, and just have a good old family night because it's been kind of chaotic the last few nights. Yeah, there's something special about the, what it can do on family night. I'm not the biggest fan of watching live. I'm the like the draft and the 12-minute wait and the draft again. But 
Like as the draft like is progressing and give me the list. I want to know. I want to know what teams look like. I want to know where that's at. Whenever you're looking through the list, coach, after the NFL draft, and not just for the guys that you've been a part of coaching, but are you looking for what kind of trends? Are you looking for like where guys are going? And then how do you incorporate that into your coaching style? How do you hype your guys up about the next level? Well, you know, I try and I we talk about it a lot in our building about what it takes to get to that level, competing at the highest level and everything you do, and, and then going against the, the best when you get the opportunity. I think Joey Noble is a perfect example. When we played Texas A&M, he might have been the best player on the field that day. They couldn't block him up front. I think they were surprised they couldn't block him. And he made a name for himself. I took a few calls this week specifically about him during that game and, and what potential he had. So we, we try and share that information with our guys all the time. Uh, the idea of how teams pick and what their strategies are and what they think their needs are, uh, I find that real interesting. Now I'm a Cowboy fan. So I'll, I'll take high interest in, in what they do. I mean, we had some big-time moves in the offseason and need to replace some guys up front on the defensive line. We've got a great secondary, but it doesn't matter how good those guys are in the back end being a secondary coach my whole life. If the guys up front aren't any good, your guys in the back end are going to stink. So uh, I take a, a great value to that and, and anticipation. And then guys that I know that I've known through recruiting, guys that I might have recruited that ended up going to other places that I still have a relationship with and how they, how they fare on this day. So there's a lot of vested interest just because the game, the football world is very small um, because there's only 32 NFL teams. There's only 130 Division One teams. So there's not a whole lot of guys that play at the high level that you expect, so you get to know a lot of them. Coach, let's put your front office hat on real quick. Besides freak athletic ability, what would you be looking for in a draft pick? Well, obviously, quarterback is the number one position. In, in football, and, and obviously there's not very many in this world that are really, really good. I mean, in the NFL of 32 teams, you've got five or six elite quarterbacks, and everybody else has just a guy. And so trying to evaluate, if you can find a guy that can evaluate quarterbacks, and I think Heath Ridenauer on our staff has done a phenomenal job in a short time. We've got three quarterbacks coming on visits over the next week that we think are going to be on our 22 uh, football team. Oh, wow. Um, if, we can, if we can continue down that path, I, I think that position is important. Now, obviously, you need somebody to protect that guy. And offensive linemen are becoming a big-time premium because 320-pound guys that are quick and athletic and can move like Shaquille O'Neal sure. are few and far between. And in the NIL world we're living in, it's becoming like the NFL world where you've got to be able to, to find deals for those kids. Um, or give them opportunities to find deals for themselves, I guess is a better way to put it. So you have to have something to protect them. Now, I'm a defensive guy and have been my whole life, and you just heard me talk about quarterback and offensive line. So it goes to show you how important those pieces are. Sure. Coach, it, in my opinion, pro days. Pro days are the days that set guys apart, right? Because you got the film all year, but here we are in a spot where you can interact with coaches and scouts, and you can really get that connection. Give me which one you value more. Eye test or measurables? No, it, 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 to me, and, and just like recruiting, and I learned this uh, from John Lynch, who does a great job with the 49ers, and then Marvin Lewis, who was here as an assistant and then obviously went on to what success he had in the right. NFL. It's all about the tape. They either can play or they can't. It doesn't matter. I mean, Joe Burrow, did he have big hands? No, he didn't have big hands. He led his team to the freaking Super Bowl with small hands. Boom. So, People that make a big deal about those things uh, oftentimes make mistakes. You, 
you can make a lot of mistakes and you can get mesmerized by a guy that looks like Tarzan and plays like Jane. So they've got to be able to put on the tape and play football. We got the night of champions coming up on Monday. After that, what's next for Lobo Nation, Coach? Oh, the guys that get a well well deserved two weeks off. Uh, I, I don't think people realize, but our football players here, the football players in general, in the fifty-two week calendar of the year, they get about five weeks off where they're not working sort of fashion to be better at football. Wow! And these next two weeks in May, they get to get away from the coaches. They're me telling them how much work we have to do and what we need to get done, and, and they're tired of, of each other. Uh, I don't get tired of them because that's my livelihood. I mean, I love taking them around <laughs> even when they're knuckleheads. But they'll need a break. They'll get that two weeks off. They'll be refreshed. And then starting June 1st, uh, we are going to start back in the weight room for another eight-week program. And then, guys, it's already fall camp. We're getting ready to play games and all that stuff. So, I mean, that stuff's going to happen quick. Uh, over the summer, on, on June 15th, we're going to have a, a summer camp for young children with um, Down syndrome disabilities and teaming up with Special Olympics at our facility on day one. We've got some recruiting stuff. Our coaches are out on the road recruiting right now for the first time since I've been here in the spring. Uh, we've got a summer camp where kids, actually football teams, high school football teams from across the state and around the region, they come in and they set up tents on our practice field for three nights. And we have seven-on-seven tournaments and teaching football and evaluate and recruit. So it's a very, very busy time for local football. Uh, and it's exciting that we're going to be ready to play games here before you know it. I know it's only May. But August and September are going to be here before anybody has any idea. And uh, we're going to be ready to, to host Maine. And then we're going to host Boise State. And I'm still in works to make Friday, September 9th, football day in Albuquerque, where the high schools are, our high school football games are played at noon. And everybody in the city is going to pack University Stadium so we can whoop Boise State's tail. Uh, and then September 17th, UTEP, we're going to honor the 1962 Mount, uh, WAC championship team, Bobby Santiago, Jim Camardi. Jim Ottman, those guys, and then the 82 team that went 10-1. and It's the only 10-win football team in the history of our program. Uh, we're going to honor them at that game. Uh, they played in a mythical thing called the Justice Bowl against Tulsa where Mike Roberts, the legendary Mike Roberts, did a broadcast, and obviously the Lobos won here and Tulsa won in, uh, and back in Tulsa. Uh, we're going to honor those teams because I think those are two of the greatest teams in Lobo football history, and guys on that 62 team that are still alive, I think there's 10 to 15 of them, and then the 82 team, there's about 40, 45 guys that need to be the, uh, very well appreciated for what they did for the guys that are playing now and all the things they set up before them. So it's a very exciting time for Lobo football. And then we're going to have a lot more competitive football team. We'll be a lot better this year. And we're, we're making our strides towards winning our fifth conference championship. On Monday night, is Lobo fan going to see Adam Gay squat 600 pounds? Uh, he tells me he is. He'll have that opportunity. He'll have that opportunity, and with the amount of people that we can put in the weight room, there's no COVID restrictions. It's exciting. There's no mask. There's no mask mandate. There's no vaccine mandate. Come on in. Let's talk about thing and get as many people as we can to give those guys the adrenaline and the atmosphere to help them lift as much weight as they can. Because uh, the stronger they are, the more tougher they can be during the season. I had to clean my mouth a little bit right there. <laughs> Danny Gonzalez, he's better at his job than I am at mine. Danny, thank you so very much. Oh, Fred, I completely disagree. <laughs> uh, what you guys do for two men on, uh, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a five-win ball coach in two years. You guys are freaking throwing shutouts and, and selling out the crowd every day. So I'm living up to you guys. 
I appreciate what you do for, for our community. Uh, what you're doing for Highlands and Coach Hudson is awesome. Uh, what you do every day and, and for the high school kids, uh, Mike Vitale in the background, I mean, you guys uh, are an inspiration to me for this community, and, and I appreciate your help. Thank you. Go Lobos. Very kind words. Appreciate it, Coach. Insanely, insanely kind. Speaking of that help he's talking about, helpyourboys.com, B-O-I-S. Log on now. You can kind of see the registration and sponsorship options for our Top Golf event with the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're very excited to bring that back to the community. This is year two that we've been part of the organization yeah. for that. So, yeah, we're excited for that. As That's crazy. That is year it's been a year already. So that is so crazy to me. What do they call it? The second inaugural? Is well, that what it's, it's called? It's just second annual it's at this no, point. It's the, yeah. it's the whole thing. The inaugural junior. Come get a bay with the boys <laughs> is what we're saying and help us help the YMCA of Central New Mexico. If you just want to be a title, like $15,000 sponsor, let us know. We'll get that over there. Wouldn't even take a cut. We're like that. We're like we're good dudes. You won't. Joining us whenever we get back is Vernon Koontz, and we're going to talk a lot about the NFL, the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars, what's going on with the Gladiators, and the Blue Tails. It's going to be a fun little hour with Vernon as we're going to have him in studio when his team drafts the first overall draft pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Three, two, one. Oh, my God, we're 40 minutes away. <laughs> Joining us live in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Vernon Coons, the voice, hype man for the Duke City Gladiators, public address for the Blue Tails, and all things that are Jacksonville Jaguars uh, adjacent. How are you, friend? Man, I'm doing good. I'm blessed. How are you guys doing? I, I mean, I'm good, man. Good. Good. good to see you guys, man. Busy, but good. Yeah, same here. Always yeah. a pleasure having you in, man. Thank you, man. It's good to be back. So this is like a like a Christmas Eve kind of thing to you right now. This month, you got like goosebumps all day long. You're like that energy. You know what? I would say last year when we got my boy Trevor. Yeah, I, mean, I knew we were getting him, but of course you got to make sure it's official. And then, so, and then yeah. when he led you to the worst record in football, and then he didn't lead us. This- <laughs> Urban Meyer <laughs> led us to the, yeah, don't even try that. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was a Jaguars guy for a long time. I know you were. Up until they got rid of Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And he's the greatest the of Jorts. all time. I'm, at, I'm still a Jaguars guy. The, uh, so I'm a big. He won more games last year than Trevor Lawrence. Hey, hey, hey. Once again, <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> I'm a big Shad Khan guy. I'm a big Shad Khan guy. I am too. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever... My, my uncle's watching too, and I know he is too. So. Oh, he's a, he's a big Shad Khan guy? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he lives in Jacksonville, so. What are we, are we trying to go out? Are we going to catch a game this year? Let's go. Van, what are you doing? You want to go? I'm in. Michael, can you cover the show? Pick a date. You cool? No, I'm not covering the show. Oh, I'm wait. going out Boys. with you. <laughs> they play on Sundays. What am I even talking about? We're good. We're good. We just leave after the show. Yeah, we're good. Jackson, I'm dead serious, too. We're back get, by, nothing about this is a joke. Oh. 100% we're going. There. We're back by Monday at like 3.30. We can get here it, from the airport. I don't. Oh, remember, we're, two, we're catching two hours on the way back. Central uh, Eastern time. So we, if we leave at 6 in the morning there, it's 4 in the morning here. We literally did We're it with good. the Super Bowl. How could this be hard? Like, we just do it again. There you go. The Jacksonville Airport, I imagine, is fairly efficient. It is. It's a good size. That's what I've heard. It's I've heard nothing size. but great things about Jacksonville. Except for the football team. Fun. Hey, hey, hey. Just don't Google Florida, man. 
Whatever you do. Yeah, don't do that. I'm no. kidding. Totally do that. It's a white knuckle thrill ride, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a blizzard of emotion. Look up look up your birthday and Florida, man. No, don't do it. You're going to have some amazing stories. You don't want that association. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? You setting your gladiators ring down? Yeah. No, you setting down that championship oh, ring? Yeah, I got a I got a. I, you got I camera right it. in front of you. You're What's on up? You camera. Put that thing back on. Right. Oh, <laughs> how them Duke City boys doing? They're doing good. They're coming alive? They are. Um... It, it was a, a big loss losing Nate, you know, Davis uh, at the beginning that, of the year. That's not enough of a descriptor. It um, was the biggest loss. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, should have been the league MVP last year. Duh, cheated, stolen. Oh, totally cheated. Yeah, definitely. you want to go down that road right now? Uh, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, because that's the most BS of all BS of all BSing. Yeah, but you know what? Even since we're a part of the CIF um, Champions Indoor Football League uh, 19, after winning in 18, we got shafted on awards. Jason Serta should have won uh, – Defensive player of the year. Yeah. We didn't get it. He's like player of the I game. I mean, they just, they just don't like us. And, yeah. I mean, that's pretty evident. And, I mean, everybody knew. Even even in the semifinal game, losing the way we did. I mean. Final play. The Rattlers knew. Cheated. Their fan. Oh, their fan. Offensive pass interference. Are you kidding me? Get out of my pick, face. On a pick. No. In the end zone. With no time left. No. By a guy who had committed this many fouls all season, I'm holding up a zero. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Definitely. There, Amy don't cheat. Elmore don't cheat. No. Davis don't cheat. No. See, and. But yeah, I mean, not on the field. I don't know what their personal lives are like. I mean, no, but I mean, they're good guys. Elmore, we call him the mayor. Sip, but um, uh, I mean, losing Nate this year. I mean, opening game, we fought back. Uh, Ramon Atkins, who's a rookie, stud. Yeah, Highlands. He's a big boy too. He's remember this is his first indoor action. He's never played indoor before. Hey, somebody's going to call him after the weekend. I'm telling you that for sure. And the NFL team is going to call him. They, it, the more he gets on film, you know, the more chances he has because he was already getting looked at when he was at Highlands. Um, but everyone knows that when you go from outdoor to indoor, it is a tough transition as a quarterback, right? In any position, um, especially quarterback, because your reads are a lot quicker. You got to get rid of the ball a lot quicker and make a decision. We oh. will see Ramon Atkins this upcoming Monday night as we're hosting the awards banquet for athletics mm-hmm. for New Mexico Highlands. And, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a roast involved, obviously, and <laughs> I think I'm going to use his very first professional game as a talking point. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was a little rough. Because he has grown. He was Offensive Player of the Week. Yep. He, how many touchdowns did he have that game? Eight? Uh, seven or eight, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy watching his development these last couple weeks. For the biggest thing for me is watching his confidence, um, the coaching staff, getting him running the right place to fit fit what he's good at, if that makes sense. Um, starting off, you know, last week when we had the last home game or two weekends ago, um, we ran right down the field and scored. I mean, that's that's a confidence booster for a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback. Without opening up the playbook too much to their next opponent, <laughs> like what are some of the tweaks that offensive coordinator has made to accommodate Ramon, um, honestly, I think the RPO um, has been has been big um, with Devonte Jackson, former Bronco. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, we got. I feel like we got away from running the ball earlier when he first came on, Ramon. Um, I think you help out any quarterback, any young quarterback, when you're able to run the ball, whether it's outdoor or indoor, especially at the indoor, um, because it does open up the passing game. And when you got guys like Dello and D.C. Stoneham, Jared Elmore, you know, a receiving group like that. Um, Greg Dent, it's, I mean, how do you not give them a ball? But if you can run the ball, that's what opens up the the passing. So The boys took a tough one-point L last week against the Frisco Fighters. Whatever. Another phone call. Whatever. Another, so 
what I was, I didn't even find this out until a couple days ago. I asked DC what had happened. We got that penalty called back because it was an unsportsmanlike conduct on one of our coaches for celebrating the touchdown. That's post possession. Like right? after the play. That's figured out possession. Sure. So you don't take the touchdown away. That made zero sense to me. But what did I just say? The IFL just doesn't like us at two, all. Two and That's four. going to make it that much sweeter when he hoists the trophy. Oh, it is. I and they know that. Well, and here's the, I mean, just put it on the sugar skulls this upcoming so weekend there. So that's at Tucson, right? At, at Tucson. They leave tomorrow. Yeah, and it's a bunch on the road in, in a row. And then returning home on May 28th against San Diego Strike Force, which I've mentioned this before, dumbest name in all of professional sports is Strike Force. It's a stupid name. It is. I don't know what they're doing. Their branding is bad. I want to. <laughs> hey, can you call the ownership group for the Strike Force, Michael? I need to give them one on one on dumb. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It's a horrible name for a football team. Yeah. It's a great name for a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. back in on that. Yeah. All right. Strike Force 2. This... You got to go with, you got to have a sequel, 1 and 2. Yeah. Strike Forcing. <laughs> that's, that's not the one. No, that wasn't it. Stri- strike Forcer. Strike Forcer. All right. Stri- That'd be three. Yeah. Stri- strike Four or Five. I'm not sure I lost count. No. Three. Or you could have the three. <laughs> you could have a guest star in it. The next one could be like Strike Forest Whitaker. Ooh, that's Ooh. a very good one. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Um, strike Force be with you. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a sci-fi yeah. one, but it's a good one. That's some All lightsabers. Right. Just, just spin, spin like, it, put a spin I on like it. I like to see Chuck Norris wield a lightsaber. No, nah, bring on Forrest Whitaker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also been in Star Wars. Oh. Uh-huh. See? Okay, I see. I see. There. See? 32 minutes from the start of the NFL draft. Let's grab a break, and then I'm going to talk Jacksonville Jaguars when we get back. We'll do the whole thing. We'll break down uh, who you believe will be number one and what kind of impact you think that will make for the team. And then the crazy thing about drafting number one in the first round, Van, is you then get to draft number one in the second round. Very Not in my fantasy league. uh, Serpentine. We're Uh talking about a little back and forth. Okay, (laughs) I like what you're doing there. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. We are 26 minutes away from the NFL draft and picking first in that said draft is the Jacksonville... Jaguars. Jaguar. 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 No. Jaguar. Jaguar. War. Jaguar. Jaguar. That'll work. That's the one. That's it. Jaguar. That'll work. All right. So the rumor mill here, Vernon Coons is joining us on the program. Biggest Jacksonville Jaguar fan of all time. Even has a custom <laughs> his own name on it jersey. I don't know if it's legit or bought out of a trunk, but whatever. No, it's legit. Okay. <laughs> you can't, I mean, come on, custom. <laughs> With my number and everything, I wish I could have bought it out of a trunk. I mean, let me check that stitching. Yeah, what's up with that stitching? <laughs> yeah, see, check the stitching. That's the key. Check the stitching. So, rumor has it your boys want to trade down, but no one wants to trade up. What's up with that? We're not trading down. I'm just telling you what the rumor says. Yeah, I that that one would surprise me. Because this is just I, I, okay. So let me let me get to this. I feel like the only way that you trade out of the number one is if there's a quarterback that another team wants, and this is not that year. Oh, my goodness. That's what I said yesterday on this very program. You a listener? What's up, Ernie? You tune in? You just, you take I missed that part, but I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I missed that part. But, yeah, uh, and I, just, there's, I mean, let's just be real. This quarterback draft class, there's upside, but there's not a Andrew Luck. There's not a Trevor Lawrence. 
You know, there's not a John Elway where you just knew, all right, we got to get this guy one. What really? do we got to do to move up to get to get this guy? This is the guy. Really, or any position where you're like, this is the obvious number one pick. You're lucky to be here. You're lucky to have him. Hey, it's been a long time since there's been so much variance and like the mock draft experts who they think's going first. That's true, and I think that's better for the game. I think um, the balance that it brings to the NFL, um, as far as quarterback, whether it's a lineman, whether it's a receiver. I mean, there's a safety that could go one. You know, I mean. The Jaguars don't do like Jaguar. Jaguar. They don't do the most obvious thing though, because uh, they should have taken me. Byron Leff, which is their head coach. But for some reason, they took Doug Peterson, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't trust the Jaguars to do the thing that I think they should do. Like, I don't know, keep Gardner Minshew. So, so that with that one with the Byron Leftwich, that came down to Trent Bulky. I just think that I know for a fact that Byron came in during his interviews and said, "Hey, I, I'm here." but I want to bring in my own GM. And yeah. he was going to bring in um, the GM from Arizona, which he had worked with previously. And I just think that Shad was just like, eh. I don't know what Shad likes about Trent but and what he feels like he owes him, but Steve he just, yeah. And it's it's your guy. Like, when it's when it's your guy, it's your you, guy. Yeah, it, exactly. like, you, can't, you can't tell me anything else. They're, exactly. They're but a I lot will better say this. co-host than Van. I stay with Van. <laughs> Excellent I, I will say this. I mean, I'm happy with who our coach is. I feel like that was the next best option. Um, just having him, uh, his expertise. He's a, he's a quarterback guy. Because Trevor needs, you know, the talent is there. It's just we didn't use him the right way last year. And that, I mean, everyone knows what happened with Urban Meyer. And that it just was a train wreck from the beginning. It, it, I felt like he, I'm sure, I know he lost the locker room after the Cincy game. You guys know what happened. And oh, sure. It just went downhill from there. We so. talked about that a lot. Too much. On the program. I, I did, yeah. too, with my dad. Well, <laughs> trust me. If I can show you our text thread. It was, Yeah, it, we talked about it a lot. I mean, I, and I like a guy who likes to party. Like, I get it. Don't get okay. me wrong. But don't get me wrong. But, yeah. Just, you got to go somewhere, like, you go, we've talked about this, you go with the Jeter rules. No phones. Mm. I don't need that. I don't need that around me. I'm, I'm, I'm the governor in Ohio. I'm bigger than the governor. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing, Urban? And, and the thing is, is fly back home with the team, then leave. Go do whatever you want to do. It wouldn't have been looked at as bad if he had flown back with the team and then taken his own flight, you know, Back up to Ohio. He can't be inconvenienced with his private jet, Vernon. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah the private jet, I'm sorry. Figure it out. <laughs> I think it would have been a little bit better optics for me if he had a little rhythm when he was dancing. All right, yep, good point. <laughs> that was a big point yeah. of contention for me is that he danced like he dresses, and that's always a bad thing. It's point. unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I dress like this, but I got rhythm. See? So, so that, you, that helps. You weren't worried about the age gap. You were worried about, like, the, the swag gap. Well, like, I mean, I, I go by the gentleman's five. rule, half your age plus seven. What is that? Hold on. Give you that, never heard that one? No, I'm writing this you down. You heard this one before? What is it called? I oh, my gosh. You'll, you'll the, be safe forever. The gentle what? The gentleman's rule. All right, gentleman's rule. Gentleman's rule. Now, right. that to me. Half your age plus seven. What? Half your age. All right, so I'm 37. Correct. So I divide that by two. Correct. So that would be 13 and a half? And then you add seven. Not correct. I don't think I did that. No, correct. you did that very <laughs> incorrectly. So what's half of 37? Uh, 17 and a half. Okay. So, so round it up to 18. Okay. And then what? 18 plus 7. What is 7? Yeah. That's just that's arbitrary? Right. 25. But where did the number 7 come from? That's 
the gentleman's ratio. This is the property of gentleman's ratio? Correct. No matter what age you are, half your age plus seven is the appropriate age for you to date somebody. Well, I'm, my, then, my lady is much older than 25. Correct. So I'm doing it wrong? You're doing it insanely correctly. Yeah. Why are you telling me to date 25 You're way in the... No, that's the, your bottom figure. Vernon, hold your lady. Don't ever. She's 32. Okay, so 32, so... So do 32 minus 7. You're 45? No, I'm 42. What is the deal here? <laughs> See? You're throwing off the ratio, man. For example, me. <laughs> he brought up a good point. I, me, me The person, rhythm is what killed me. Person. I mean, he was <laughs> literally, he was dancing how he dresses. <laughs> Dorky. Yeah. White dude. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That, it was it was bad. And Vernon, you're an absolute pro at this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said, he uh, all jokes aside, he lost that locker room after that, and yeah, you, Trevor did everything he could, getting pounded with questions week after week with, oh, you know, and he was respectful of his coach, you know, but you could just tell that locker room he had zero. Our players had zero respect for him, and it just went downhill from there. The you thing, know, the the Robinson thing was weird to me. That was that was, that drove me nuts. So on James the Robinson. field, yeah. So James Robinson should play. Three out of every four downs. He should be on the field all the time. Especially with ETN out. Yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way, that's like getting like a first round and two second rounders this year. It is. And for real, he was first round talent, except running backs aren't first round talent anymore. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's because of the longevity. The running backs last four or five years. Generous. Yeah. Yeah. That's being generous. Sure. Your boy didn't even make it half a season. Yeah. Oh, he hurt. Which one? ETN? Yeah. Preseason. Done. 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 No no rookie year. Got to figure that out. So your boys are on the clock. They've been on the clock for like six months now or something crazy. And they're looking at a bunch of them, right? They're looking at the whole draft, the 250 players. But it's going to come down to like a handful of them. And there's not a wide receiver that I guess they think is worth taking. So what do you end up doing? All right. So I'm going to give you who I think we're going to select. Okay. I'm going to give you who I – Two people who I would rather select. I think we're about to be on the same page here. Okay. Um, Walker, defensive end from Georgia. I think that's who we're going with. Um, am I happy about it? Not really, but it's better than, than Hutchinson. I'm not sold on him. Um, what I think we should do. Jamison Williams, 100%. That's who, that would be my, my yeah. number one. Um, that, that shows Trevor, hey, we're invested in you. Now we got you a speed receiver. We signed Kirk, you know, yeah. in the off season. A lot of money that didn't yeah. look like a lot of money after a minute. Right. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was team friendly deal. I mean, people saw the the numbers behind it, and they're like, "Oh, wait a second, okay, that's smart." But him in the slot, Jones on the Marvin Jones, who's a good mentor on the other side, and you bring in a guy like Jamison on the left or right side, that's a speed threat, and that's what we are lacking. We have no downfield speed. More opportunities and possibilities at the first overall draft pick for the Jaguars where we get back. Vernon Koontz is joining us. We're talking all things NFL draft. Michael, you ready to take a break? I just see you picked up the phone. You're super busy all the time. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Show note, Ned James joining us at 630 via the friend of the show hotline. So Ned James will be joining us at 630. Vernon will be with us. Up until then, Vernon Coons joining us on the program. Pretty roaring rendition of the national anthem we just saw at the NFL draft. Look very passionate with the flyover. Look at that.
How do you feel about all the NFL like like betting and the energy around it? You think it makes the game better? I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt the game, you know, but it, it brings money in. So, I mean, you can't all say no. Money. It brings a lot, of, a lot of money, a lot more than people think. The attention. Mm-hmm. It's changed how it's, like, covered, too. Like, if it – not us. We don't have, like, a betting sponsor. But, like, if you listen to any, Dan Patrick, Jim Rome, any, like, those big national guys, they all have casinos and stuff behind them now. That's the only way they talk about the game. What about yep. fantasy football? How yep, has that thing. changed in yep. the last 10 years? That was huge. I mean, that is huge. You got fantasy drafts. You have, you know, certain – ESPN carries a show, you know, during the season where it's just yeah. dedicated to fantasy. So does Fox, you know. It's the, You're going to see it more with sports betting in real time, like real time prop bets, real time play bets, and you're going to see it directly in the stadium. I think we're going to see some some guinea pigs this year, i.e., let's say there's a really horrible team with a nice stadium. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say the Jaguars. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. They have good Wi Fi. Yeah. You have like your own little me. tablets, you know, got your own little phones. Strong and right in front of you. Strong and you can make real time bets right of what's happening right in front of yeah. you or maybe even another more interesting game of a team that's competitive yeah 100 percent. that's yeah, not sure oh don't you start <laughs> <laughs> let's just now 10 minutes away from the first pick so if you're jacksonville are you jacksonville right now yes. okay you're yep. shot con yep ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 2022 nfl draft jacksonville you're on the clock like i said that the shocker that I would like, I know we probably won't do it, is Jamison Williams. But being realistic, Evan Neal. Our our offensive line was terrible last year. Everybody's going to say, oh, you just gave Cam Robinson your left tackle three years. It's a team-friendly deal. You can use him as trade bait. He's still young. He's 26, three, four years in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think with the talent that Neal has – he and here's the biggest thing: the dude can play four four out of the five O line positions. Right. He's not just a left tackle. He's played at Alabama, and I'm a Florida State guy, but SEC's best football conference in college. I mean, as far as talent goes, and he played left guard. He played left tackle. He played right guard, right tackle. So, why would you not want that versatility? You know. I just googled: you, Is Evan Neal Team Johnny, or okay, he never mind. He's Team Johnny. Okay, we're good. Team Johnny? Yeah. Well, I, did, I would need to know if he was Team Johnny or Team Amber. I know it's, like, really decisive right Is now. that a Twilight <laughs> thing? I don't understand. Uh, so Johnny Depp is currently suing Amber Heard. Oh, Johnny and Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, okay. Oh, there we go. Outcry. You, I uh, just assume. You just take a second. I really like the point you made last segment about proving to Trevor Lawrence that you're there for him mm-hmm. and you're going to build around him. Mm-hmm. And you use that rationale to draft the best wide receiver in the draft. That's how I feel. Which Fred agrees with you. Or I, I like see exactly. I like that same rationale. You pick the no doubt plug and play offensive lineman to protect him. Exactly. I think that's I think for that's years what, to come. That shows yeah. you, or it shows Trevor. Hey, we got your back. We know last year was rough. We're invested in you. I mean, we believe in you. This is what we're gonna do. You saw we went out and got you know got you a slot receiver. You know we're spending money. I just yeah our D line wasn't great last year, but I just feel like this draft is is so deep with defensive linemen that you can probably go out and get in the second or third round. I mean, why not get like I said, either a plug and play tackle or offensive lineman or the number one receiver? And everybody's gonna say, well, he tore his ACL, he's fine. 
This Jameson Williams will be back yeah. before camp. He's ahead of schedule. This cat you're talking about, Evan Neal, I'm I'm like doing the quickest the world's quickest Google. Six seven, mm-hmm. three fifty one, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's one wall to a house made of bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I don't know if you saw the video. You might want to pull it up. Pull up uh uh Evan Neal doing the box jump. Yeah. Insane how yeah. athletic he is. And he's it's, a freak. He's he's an athletic freak. Boys, listen to this. 2020 Citrus Bowl, 2021 Rose Bowl, National Championship game, Cotton Bowl. This is a winner. I, that's what I said. Tried to told you. Went to that IMG Academy. That that uh, all, yeah. That all the like. If you're gonna go play pro sports, you go here. Yeah. Okay. Like, is you have named everything you would want in a winner. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. He's 21, and NFL coaches don't want to coach no rookie 21 year old kid on the offensive line. They're gonna say no. Give me the freak athlete on the defensive line. That's what they're going to say. With uh, with our new coaching um, staff that we brought on, I don't know. Because, I mean, like I said, our offensive line last year was so bad. I mean, at times. It's just, I mean, even when Gardner was there, he was running for his life, you know. Super athletic. Could yeah. easily do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the jorts. But, I, I, like I said, I think the smart pick is Evan Neal. The crazy go out and just surprise everyone pick is Jamison Williams. I mean, but being realistic, I think they're going to get Walker. But I'd rather have him than Hutchinson. I'm not sold on him at all. I think I don't care who the the Jags take as long as Detroit takes Hutchinson second. They will. If they don't take him second. That's like the perfect storyline. Town kid. Um, Yeah. That'll sell tickets for them, and they need that. The Lions need that, and that's a position that they do need. The NFL wants that too. Oh, they do because, I mean, that's a storyline they can create. Do people show up to NFL game to see defensive linemen? Yes. Boys, I don't think that's true. Yes, it is true. Yeah. Not to you. You're speaking from your perspective. My perspective is if I right now turn on whatever end-of-the-year game that Michigan played in, I have no idea what it was. I'm assuming it wasn't a bowl. If I turn that on, am I going to be able to see Aiden Hutchinson stand out on the sideline? I don't think I am. I mean, he'll stand at, stand out in other ways on the field, but not positive. He he took some plays off. That's why a lot. That's I, why I'm not sold on him. His motor is just – I feel like his ceiling, he's close to it, if that makes sense. And I love how people are talking about, is Walker going first? Is Hutchinson going first? Is Johnson the second going first? Mm-hmm. When you got a perfectly good Thibodeau – just sitting right there. Don't want him either. All right, That's all. All the teams who are picking like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. They're hoping he are calls. just like, yeah, oh yeah. He doesn't care about the team. He yeah. doesn't work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep saying that. Keep sharing those stories. We'll love to have him. Now Thibodeau's ceiling is a lot higher than um, than Hutchinson's. The Jacksonville Jaguars will make their draft pick whenever we get back from this commercial. Ooh. I mean, you can be able to handle this, Vernon. You need a room to yourself, or <laughs> I'll be able to handle it. Football talk whenever we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Six o'clock. Normally we're like, hey, congratulations on getting off work. Not right now. Congratulations on tuning in to the NFL freaking draft. Let's go. So ESPN just switched over to a hype video, so that means the draft is officially started. Hey, who does hype videos better than ESPN? Yeah, that is true. WWE. WWE. Outside of WWE. Yeah. No one. Uh, Marvel trailers. Marvel trailers are <laughs> fire. They are. They are. 
I thought after seeing the Batman trailer that the Batman would be a good movie, and that was a lie. That yeah, that's what they do. Are you, are you in his camp? Hooked? The Batman sucked. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It just what it. I won't say it sucked. It just wasn't great. Wasn't I mean, what I thought it would yeah, would it, be because it sucked. <laughs> well, the Dark Knight trilogy is the best superhero movies ever made. One, two, three, bam, bam, bam. Then every single Marvel movie ever made, and then you could argue about the DC. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'll buy that. Yeah, it's true. Endgame is better than... Avengers Endgame is better than the Nolan trilogy. Wrong. Then the Nolan trilogy. You're wrong. Then all the Marvel movies. Wrong. <laughs> Just saying. All right, so it's on, all right, so it's on now. So now that it's on, it oh. goes to Jacksonville. Do is they take the, all 10 minutes, or how does, like, what they know what they're doing, right? They don't need to take all 10 minutes. They knew what they were doing as of last night, but the the suspense, I think they're told to take. Oh, yeah. it's on TV and everything. They're, I, I think they're told to, to take the 10 minutes. Once we get to the three-minute mark, we're going to preview Shakira's new song, and then you come out at about the eight-minute mark, and then you make your pick right at the 10-minute mark. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Ooh, baby, when you talk But like I did that. warn you, if we pick a, a certain player, I'm going to have a meltdown. <laughs> just say his name. Hutchinson. It won't hurt you. You could still. Oh, uh, it will hurt me <laughs> if I hear his name. It'll hurt me. The van. Say anything except for those like really sharp cuss words. Yes. You feel <laughs> full permission to say anything you so, want. Now, fluff words, yes. Except for like there's six or seven of them that are going to get us in trouble. That just don't count. We are. About 30 minutes away from Ned James joining us on the Front of the Show Hotline. So we're going to get a coach's perspective on what to look for when you're looking for players in the NFL draft. Do you boys think it is true that the Green Bay Packers will take two quarterbacks in the first round just to rile up Aaron Rodgers? No. <laughs> they already riled him up by trading away his receiver, <laughs> Devontae Adams, not, not paying him after they gave Aaron Rodgers a ton of money. Hey, here, here, Aaron, here's the keys. Oh, wait. That car doesn't start. We're, we're going to sell that car. Aaron Rodgers went to Berkeley. He can do the math. He knew when he signed that $50 million contract that Devontae was gone. I he made that he, choice. I don't think he did. This, I, don't, I honestly don't think he did. If I'm Green Bay, and what are they at, 22 and 28? If I'm Green Bay at 22 and 28, welcome to the team, Debo Samuel. That is the only draft pick that matters if you're Green Bay is getting Debo Samuel from the 49ers. Or some yeah. number one. Some number one from anyone. Or he's not going to be a number one ever, but he's he's a great number two. But that yeah. they, they need something there because Aaron's going to be in for it this year. The Packers have two picks in the first round, and they need to figure out how to turn that into three receivers. Officially, <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, according to my draft following ESPN app. So there you boys have it. Yeah, I guess the pick will be coming in what, what, within like 10 minutes. I would guess ten min- 8 to 10 minutes. But you're right, because now the commercials are starting, because we just saw a Ken Griffey Jr. Ghostbusters commercial. Yeah. Randy Johnson, David Ortiz. <laughs> Who was the fourth one? Oh, I, I missed it, uh, and I know it. Cone? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I missed it. It's a Hall of Famer, I know that. I mean, it's took a minute. It's just Jeff Bagwell, probably. Who's the Who's the Charles Hudson character? <laughs> Who's the fourth one that you don't know? The one know? that just shows up too late into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess you're a main character. I mean, yeah. Hey, you know you know how much you don't know the fourth Ghostbusters name? I just totally missed his name. That's not his name. True or false, Trent Balky will make bad picks. Hmm. It's going to depend on who we get first. Because that, that second – actually, you know what? No, let me take that back. Depends on who falls. 
my more important pick is what we do with that first pick in the second round because does a receiver fall? There's a lot of receivers. Does a receiver fall that should have been first round to the second pick? Uh, if we go tackle or if we go, you know, defensive end like I think we're going to, does a tackle fall? Right. So, I mean, what do you do with that pick? Because we have a lot of picks, too. Not Charles. It's Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. There we go. See? Ernie Hudson. But who's the fourth guy on that Hall of Fame MLB career commercial? I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. Pay attention I next time. I know. I, I missed it. <laughs> what, is, what is Ernie Hudson's character's name in Ghostbusters? Ernie. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, I thought it was the actor. Ernie Hudson's the actor. Ernie Hudson's the actor. Okay, he played Winston Zedmore. Timeout. That was his name in Ghostbusters, Winston? Winston? Huh. Zedmore. That's that's not marketable now. It's not what my uncle from Carlsbad called him. I'll no, tell you that much. Yeah, no. I mean, like, that, that, that couldn't pass for today. Winston, what was his last name? Right, well, luckily for you, I still have it up. Zedmore. Zed, come on. All right, so we're doing the flyover drone, boys. Ooh, that was, going that was in. fire. Yep, looks hey, like. It's A-Rod. A-Rod. We didn't, we didn't yeah, notice A-Rod. The steroid guy. Yeah. There is, so where they have the draft at, it's like in, I'm going to guess this is Fremont. Kind of looks like Fremont. I have no idea. And I don't know. They have this, some sort of buildings that have like cast shadows onto this crowd. And you guys have been to Vegas. I mean, it's hot in Las Vegas. Duval. Even now. I'd be doing all of the work to stay in that little shadow cast because there's no way I'm trying to stay in the sun. In oh, that it's, it's a good high 80s, low 90s out in Vegas right now. You know it is. You're saying all of this to a skinny ginger. <laughs> so, of course. Roger Goodell is making his way out. And by the way, the NFL draft is. Like I right, show the Jets fan booing him. They always cut to him. Oh, they they do. The yeah, no New Orleans New Orleans plant fan is not cheering for Roger Goodell. Once he starts talking, they'll boo him. And this NFL draft is, by the way, is that Derek Carr, Las Las Vegas is. Raiders? There we go. That is. This is the overindulgence that everyone there wants. It is Detroit at least? <laughs> I told you, Just Detroit booing. booing. Once they start, once he starts talking, they're gonna boo him. They hate everything about him. Hey, shout out to Maurice Jones Drew, who still has a jersey that's relevant to fans. Oh, good for him. But this whole thing for real could be done over like an email thread, right? No, like sure. you don't need all of this. Yes, you do. This meeting could have been an email, Vernon. Nah. <laughs> what if your internet goes down? <laughs> <laughs> Right now behind Roger Goodell is a, no exaggeration. Marcus Allen. There is a $20,000 LED WWE-style Megatron for about 12 hours. That is that is this thing. Hey, how about that haircut? On David Carr? Uh-huh. David Carr. Derek. What's the difference? He looks like he should one. be on Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that's a very good one. He looks like the newest guy they put in Entourage just because you know they're going to kill him on an away mission. <laughs> so now officially Jacksonville is on the clock. So ESPN had lied to me earlier. They're now on the clock. And you know it's a big deal because Roger Goodell, who's currently being booed out of the building, is doing like the point and gesture move where he's like, look, I'm big. This is very public speaker, like World War II style. Like, I'm going to be louder because I have a microphone. Derek Carr looks like the mafia boss's son who's, like, kind of a jerk to everybody. And it really upset John Wick. 
Oh, look at O'Shea. Ice. What is it is. Ice Cube? Yes. The theatrics behind this are fitting. Oh, yeah. Now, if Will Smith comes up and smacks him in the face. Uh, no, he ain't doing okay. that to Cube. He ain't doing that to Ice Cube. Uh, I mean, he did. He wasn't. Are we there yet? He ain't that hard anymore. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now there are also celebrity representatives for the teams. Are you familiar with this this year? Yeah. The Miz is for the Cleveland Browns. You know, I'm a big Miz guy. Sure. Oh, okay. So, I don't know who who ours would be. I would think Jones Drew. Who's but... uh Who's the Misses? A Maurice. The Miz and the Misses. Yeah, it's Maurice. Is her name? Oh. Was or was that that was a punchline that I missed? Because there's actually. Ms. and Mrs., which is a very successful TV show. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Quit making Mrs. jokes. It's already been done. It's literally on USA Network. It's like a big deal. I feel like David Carr needs like a cigarette in his mouth or something. It's just mafia all over him. Look it at really that. It really is. Okay. So Corey Dickerson has hit a sacrifice fly in the bottom of the first. Cardinals out of – oh, that's not what we're doing. That's not the – Okay. What is where? What is he doing, this, man? I mean, those what? are ex. Why does he need those extra buttons? I said, look at that does a beautiful, a look at that beautiful mullet haircut. That was oh man, the exact same haircut as me, who I just got so much crap for yesterday on air. Nah, we got the same stylist because I also dress like a mafia don. He's wearing a 2008 Barack <laughs> Obama tan suit that caught a lot of heat in the press, and but I think he's pulling it off. I think it's working really well. He's he's pulling it off. He's pulling it off. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm nervous, boys. Here we go. Uh, all right, officially. 9.45. What do you got? 15 seconds in. Okay. So, in obviously, you're wearing your Jaguars jersey, but you're you wearing, like, Jaguar print, like, undergarments? Like, what's your energy through? Nah, like, nah, okay. just the watch case and, and the, the watch cover. <laughs> I won't go that far. Now, if we get Jamison Williams, I might streak through here. Okay. That's very visual. We're on the live stream, so that will be good. <laughs> I am. I'm pulling. I think for Aiden Hutchinson here. Oh, I want to see the reaction because you just want to play heel. Exactly. Vernon, see him go insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, they're going to take all. Now 10 I minutes. just got a bad feeling. See what you do there. You just sitting there on the phone, and you're like, maybe someone will give up the farm for this pick, and they're just going to sit there. I would have sit there and sit there. I'm hey. not banking on that. Like I told you, this is one draft that there's not. Like you said, there's not a for sure number one. In years past where you're like, okay, that guy's going number one, whatever position it is, that's where. Would you – and hear me out. Jacksonville, it's the number one pick. I'm not saying it's not. The number one pick to me, plus the first round, the number one in the second round maybe, that will get you like a Tyreek Hill or a Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. Like why weren't those efforts made by Jacksonville? They're both second rounders, weren't they? I know Devontae was a second rounder. That's Devontae what I'm saying. Um yeah, I mean, but like I said, there's not a for sure number one this year. I just don't see teams moving up to go grab anybody, you know, where they're like, hey, they could be dumb and do what Mike Dicta did. Do you remember that with the Saints years ago? He had to get Ricky Williams? He gave up all 12 of their picks to get Ricky Williams. I mean, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. I mean, it wasn't, he was Ricky Williams. It wasn't unheard of at that time, yeah. but talk about just. Oh. Okay, we're going to commercial on the broadcast, so let's do this, Michael. Let's try to sneak away because I want to get Vernon's reaction on air, but I know we got to catch a commercial break. So if we have to come back real fast, we might because I don't want to screw up this radio moment. Coming <laughs> on, 95.9 yeah. FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Hard back to the program.
because the Jacksonville Jaguars pick is in, and we don't want to miss any of it. By the way, Susie Colbert got a little VIP section backstage, huh? She's looking the part. I think those are the same couches from the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm not lying. Oh, those are. Those are the same couches. Oh, that's super weird. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Because I remember thinking those look like they belong on the set of Star Trek. And those are the same ones. Okay, so they're showing the Jacksonville Jaguars draft room, which, by the way. Oh, look at Tony out there. That's nice. Yeah. Little Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Friend of the show. Got the VIP seat front and center. I like that they're saying draft room instead of war room, though, boys, because current climate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yeah. do like that. I like that a lot. He's I'm being good job. And on that. Also, when you traditionally say the word blitz to me, I don't think football. Ah, uh, you add Krieg to the There end. we go. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at with that. All right, so Susie is smiling and nodding. Big drone shot of everyone taking it in. And the pick is in, Michael. It says it in the corner. They know who it is. What's your stomach like right now, Vernon? In knots. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I hear Hutchinson, I'm going to lose it, guys. All right, so there's rules against us broadcasting the audio over the air, but I'm going to turn it up just the littlest bit to where if we take one earphone off, we'll be able to hear it. So Vikings fan, by the way, Amory Castillo there. We need to keep an eye out for Amory. Oh, because if there's a camera, Amory will find it. (laughs) She has that skill set. Okay, so. The pick is in. All right, big gigantic. 3D for no reason graphic over a live shot. This is hey, stop trying to make Google Glass a thing. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> All right, so Roger Roger Goodell's walking out right now. He's doing the point point thing like he's on a red carpet. No one's pointing at you, Roger. He's at a glass podium of transparency. Unlike the CTE there investigation. It is. Trayvon yeah, Walker. There it is. All right. Yeah. And a sigh <laughs> of relief. Oh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you, fellas? <laughs> but I was nervous. That was your original pick. That was that your was original. I, yeah, I, that's who you really, really thought. Oh, man. Jaguars insider, Vernon Koontz, with the correct pick. Oh, right. man. And a sigh of nervous. relief from Vernon in the John Lopez. I thought I heard Aiden. Kohler Bank of Legacy Studio. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I heard Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> for a second, and I was going to lose it. Also, congratulations to A. Marie Castillo, who uh, might understand put a little bit of put put some money on in that yeah. one. So there we go mm. for our girl. The Lions are now on the clock, and we can take the rest of the draft off. So it is shorter. See, it's seven minutes, I think, after the first pick. Well, I think they started it, or they started when the pick was in, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That so there you sense. go. So Trayvon Walker, he gone. He you is know. now a Jacksonville Jaguar. 6'5", 272. Light him up on the other side of Josh Allen. He's good. Okay. We'll be good. Can he Smart. catch the ball? Smart pick. Easy He's pick. actually pretty good at dropping into coverage, So, which is another reason why I didn't want Hutchinson because he can't do that. So a lot of these colleges are running – the UNM runs it, a little hybrid like three three five thing where mm-hmm. like you are you a lineman? Are you a linebacker? Are you also a defensive tackle sometimes? But showing his sizzle reel right here on ESPN, I mean, look in the park. He's a dog. Yeah. Okay. You get it? Oh, you guys missed that. Come on. And what are the odds of Detroit? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. I get it. I mean, boom, I get boom. It, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds of Detroit not picking Hutchinson? Oh, I think that Detroit fan that they showed earlier Ooh. booing Roger Goodell, if they don't go with Hutchinson right now, he might lose it. The pick is currently in for the Lions, and 
we'll bring that to you, and we have it. So we saw your boy Trayvon Walker. By the way, congratulations to Trayvon. Yeah, oh yeah, that's big for the family. So we saw his family. We saw him with his family in in his draft den, right? Mm-hmm. Who's in your boys' posse? Like if you're if you know you're about to get drafted, who are you making sure is there with you? That's tough. I would have like my homies at another location, and I would just have like a joke amount of people. Like I'd have like like Sarah Silverman there. Yeah, yeah, like the guy who does the Scooby Doo voice. Like when you invite celebrities to your yeah. wedding, because you know they'll just send a gift. Papa John Ooh, of Papa sorry. John's Pizza. <laughs> He's not in the mix anymore. He's uh, He will be after I get my first pick. Replaced him with Shaquille O'Neal. Well, yeah, that's true. You could do you could do like a Zach Morris style thing where you have two simultaneous draft parties and you have to go back and forth from one to the other, but not allowing the other party to know that exists, even though it would be perfectly fine if you intermingled them. There like you go. Freaky Friday kind of moment thing. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think that would be excellent. <clears throat> how long has Mel Kuyper been in this game? Since football, since football started, that's eighteen ninety. So the Lions pick is in, and I guess they're about to go to it. But it looks to me like NFL team is bringing like official NFL cheerleader, like what to like, hang with them into the stand. That seems. I'm not trying to be the guy that's like I've seen NFL fan. NFL fan is creepy. Sure, I don't uh, think I want them near. Did they not learn from Dan Snyder? <laughs> Not I was going to say, Washington Generals. Yeah. I mean, Vital, the team you root for plays the Lions twice a year. Who's the team, Michael? Or who's the player you'd like to see your, your Packers beat up on? Aiden Hutchinson, please. You knew he was going to Hutch, Hutch, Hutchinson. If they, Here's the pick. They're going to riot in Detroit they if will. they don't pick Hutchinson. All right, there so, it is. There he went. So your boy went number two. By the way, his sister, mom, or girlfriend, very pretty. Or all of them. Oh, my gosh. Is he married to the Dixie Chicks? (laughs) Oh, man. Black on black on black. I'm about this. I'm about it. It's strong work. It's very strong work. That's strong. He got a little little swag. Oh, you like him now that he's in your squad? Now that he's in your squad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Best to him. Swag. Look at that. (laughs) Also, there is... Like 30 other guys exhaling right now that they don't have to be in Detroit. Yeah, that yeah. is very true, <laughs> including. Hey, sucks that we didn't go number two, but uh, good thing we're not in Detroit. The Houston Texans are on the clock, and, hey, they need more goodwill than, like, any team, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I have somebody that I don't want to see them get. Give it to me. Stingley, the corner from LSU. He pretty good. He's really good, and I don't. We have to play him twice a year. That was Listen. Tracy Sandler's surprise pick today. Yeah. Stingley Jr. was going to the Texans. She did call that. Yeah. I, I, that's I'm calling it. I, I don't want to see it, but they need so much. Honestly, though, that like I mean, where did where, you can't argue where they go here? After all the bad publicity that Deshaun Watson got, they just they gotta draft Tim Tebow right here. Like that's the only yeah. you get to be eligible again. That's the only yeah. way you could spin it. Yeah. Look at him; he's excited. He. I love to see that though. If he you had to stay home. All right. If you had to give one word as a reaction to your Jaguars pick, what would it be? Growth. Yeah, that's not so bad. Smart. I like that a lot. All right. Yep. If if you're a Detroit fan, it's I think it's just depression. Look, having knowledgeable, reasonable football fans on the show <laughs> is no fun. He didn't overreact. He had great commentary. He provided knowledge and wisdom. 
He knew all the players that were in position to be the pick. Never overreacted. This Hutchinson cat had like, to fly. Ugh. Had to fly. <laughs> he had to fly all, it. all the way across the country to get drafted by a team that he lives like 45 minutes from. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Well, you got to wear that suit out somewhere. He took that his time soft. on stage, too. That was soft. Yeah. The way he jumped up. The So whenever he goes up and gets his, his jersey, which, by the way, it's nice that they do. They get the number one jersey. It is cool. Took an extra second on the stage, though, didn't he? A little bit of a hot shot up there. Didn't mm-hmm. seem like he was rushing himself off at all. It's they like we got a process here, guy. Yep. Yep. We got the Texans on the clock. Yeah, like make way. Like, you're yeah. talking about Texas. Yeah. And, like, as far as players you're going to draft, I'm not saying I don't want to draft guys from Texas, but I think if you're in Texas, you can Otherwise, I feel like Texas is like all athletes from Texas, they're just a little too spoiled. Like by the time they get to that next level, I don't need that in, I don't need that energy. I need a guy who wants to work hard, has never really had an opportunity. I'll I don't, buy that. I don't, yeah, I don't need a private jet in high school. I'll buy that. Are yeah, you talking Odessa that. Permian over there? I am. <laughs> Let's you get need, a whole, you need a little rose to grow from concrete action. Yeah. Someone who's not going to take it for granted, who hasn't been spoiled for years and years and years. The guy we don't take for granted is Ned James, and we're going to call him right now and come back and talk about what, because he is an NFL coach for many, many years, be able to give us an insight on how players are ranked and what you're looking for in the draft room. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. First overall draft pick. Well, that's old news now. We're on to number four already. The Jets are on the clock. Joining us on the Friend of the Show hotline, friend in real life, Ned James. Ned, how are you? Hey, great, fellas. How you guys doing? You enjoying the draft? Oh, we're laughing a lot, brother. Good, good. So <laughs> we were we were reaching out because we wanted a little perspective. You've been in a lot of draft rooms. You, you've been a oh, part yeah. of, of a lot of those processes. Talk about how guys are kind of identified. Talk about ranking systems, maybe a little bit of the inside that we're not necessarily familiar with as an outsider looking in. Well, one of the things you have to understand is that this is big business first and foremost. And so you're investing a lot of money. You're giving a 24-year-old guy 30 to $40 million guaranteed, and you have no idea how that individual is going to turn out. You have no idea. I don't care if the kid was raised a choir boy or if the guy is a heathen, either one, it's not going to matter. Because once you draft them, you own them. And a lot of guys have different ideas of how and why they will draft a particular player. And different organizations draft technically based on different standards. Some allow the head coach to make the decision. Some allow the GM and the president. Some, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, the owner is, is going to determine it. So it just a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of different factors involved and who gets who gets chosen, and why that person gets chosen, and uh, there's a lot of different things that go into that decision. Now, the rankings, you know, everybody ranks according to what their scouts or what um, uh, their particular organization has determined to be what they see on the tape and what their coaches see, and then um, you know you rank them by position, then you rank them based on who's the best player, and then you go based on what your needs are. A lot of times, a lot of people will. We'll decide based on their needs, and then you know you you kind of see how the board lines up, and then you go from there. Ned, you mentioned standards, rankings, and needs. What about like the specific criteria when you're you're analyzing a player? What's what's upstairs? 
you know, what their freak athletic ability and the kind of person they are. From team yeah, to team, how much does that vary? Well, it, it, it all. Dep- I mean, some guys are big on how they played. You know, Anquan Bowden was probably a Hall of Fame receiver. Was the worst guy I've ever seen at the combine as far as his <laughs> physical attributes. You know, you got six Wonderlick test scores like Dan Marino, the nine or the Wonderlick. Got guys that aren't real bright that wind up being great players. So you can go. I, I've seen scouts cheat on um, on guys' Wonderlick test score. Like Steve McNair's Wonderlick test score was abysmal. Then he comes back and the next time he's a genius. I'm like, wait a minute now. The guy with the uh, nine on the Wonderlick, then he comes back, he's a 30. Well, what, what's going on here? No. So, you know, it just all depends. You know, every, you know, C.O. Picado was one of the legendary scouts, and sometimes guys, you know, they look too much into, um, you know, the, the, the AAU thing I call it. I call it the track and field, whether a guy can run fast, jump high. You know, uh, Cortez Kennedy was the defensive player uh, of the year in the NFL, and he looked like he ate donuts and coffee every morning. Uh-huh. He had no body, no structure whatsoever. So football players come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Leaders, leaders come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, and so you really have to be careful and just really know what you're looking for, and uh, you just got to hope and wish sometimes because you just never know. Hey, I mean, I got a question for you. How, um, how much does upside play a part in that, in making the right pick? <clears throat> well, you know, a lot of guys, <laughs> and here's a funny story, a lot of veteran NFL Coaches that coach position, like if you're a quarterback coach or offensive line coach, you may not want a great player because if that great player turns out to be a turd, it's not going to be his fault. It's going to be your fault. He's a bad player. So they want to have a guy that they can say, hey, I developed, I created this guy, I made this guy great. And it's just like you have superstar players, you have superstar coaches. You know, Bill Belichick of the New England Cheaters, (laughs) you know, you have to realize that 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 guy can really coach. And so he puts his dog in front of the television to pick their picks because he doesn't really think, you know, it's the player, it's him. And a lot of times it is. But you do have to have some talent. And, you know, there's a way to evaluate certain players and skill sets and intellect and all those things. Mm-hmm. But but coaches, you know, rarely you have, you know, you, you can say, hey, this coach, he really knows how to pick players. You know, he's a Hall of Fame offensive line coach. And, and uh, I was telling Fred at the, at the baseball game the other day. Uh, Howard Mudd's one of the legendary offensive line coaches in all of football. And when we made our, our first-round draft pick of an offensive line, he walked out of the draft room because he was so angry at a low-test score offensive lineman we had drafted. Oh, by the way, it was Walter Jones. He, he wound up being a 10-year All-Pro <laughs> and a Hall of Famer of first wow. ballot. But, wow. you know, so these guys, you know, you think you know, but you don't necessarily know all the time. So, like, talking right now, we're, we're sitting on the Giants pick, and uh, by the way, off the board is Gardner, the cornerback. He's gone to the Jets. So we're sitting here at the fifth, and it's the Giants, and they got to go like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not going to have his fifth year picked up. He's going to end up being gone. So do the Giants even chance taking, like, an Evan Neal right here, in your opinion, Ned, to block for a quarterback that he's not going to have next year? Or is this where skill guys start to go? It just depends on who's making the pick. Is the owner making the pick? Is the new head coach, Brian Dabo, making the pick? Is there, is there a superstar GM, uh, Gettleman, is he making the pick? It just depends on who's making the pick. You know, some guys build for the future. Some guys say, hey, I need this right now in order for my offense to go. Or the owner says, hey, look, I don't want to spend that much money down the road. Let's take this position. So you just never know. 
And when you see the pick, a lot of times you can tell, like the, the Derek, Derek Stingley pick by the Houston Texans, the third overall pick. Nobody expected that. Well, Stingley, you know, I know Lovey Smith. I talked to Lovey Smith quite a bit. Lovey probably decided, hey, I want this corner. And so he trumps Cesario, who's a young GM, and the owner is too busy playing video games on the floor in his office, so he doesn't really, you know, have any say on anything. So nice. Lovey probably pushed him to, to, to draft Derek Stingley. Ned, what's an absolute non-negotiable to you? What's that one attribute where you say we are not having anything to do with this guy? Absolutely nothing. Can he play? <laughs> there you go. Jones, <laughs> you needed an FBI uh, escort with him all the time. Now, Monday through Saturday, he was hell. But on Sunday, the guy was a natural leader, and the guy could flat-out play. So it's not social services. The NFL is not, you know, we're not there to make sure the wealth, health, and welfare. That's why you pay PR directors. You got three or four PR guys. If you didn't have Pac-Man Jones, what would they do? You know, yeah. they've got to be able to spin things to, to the media because the guy's at the strip clubs, he's at the bars, he's fighting every week. But on Sundays, he can play. That's, you know, your, your job is to make your team successful. And the guy was a good teammate. He was just bad in the streets. You could, he wasn't going to the Brentwood Country Club. He was hanging out in Dodge City shooting dice. So, I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for as far as how you guys are going to win. And, and it was a tough decision for us to pick Pac-Man Jones because you had a GM saying, there's no way we can give a sociopath $30 million. But on the other end, you have the coach saying, hey, you guys want to feed your families? Well, if we don't draft this guy, we don't have a corner or a punt returner, we're going to all be fired. Mm-hmm. Jets, number four overall pick, Cincinnati's cornerback, Ahmad Gardner, went the wrong way out of the green room and got lost, and someone had to direct him the other way on stage. Is that an immediate red flag for you, Coach? <laughs> no, because he's going to be so rich, he'll have somebody drive him out of the green room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- Coach, I think the Giants go O'Neal. I think they need need some work on that offensive line. I think – I think De- uh, Brian Devil is is more of an offensive guy. I think he's gonna. Yeah. I think he's gonna go Neil or I the think kid from NC an State. Exceptional offensive coordinator. I think yep. you know it'll be interesting to see how um, Josh Allen does without him. So we'll see. You know, maybe you know Daniels will be good with uh, with uh, Brian Dable as the head coach. Now yeah. he might he might he might be a productive quarterback in New York. Ned James joining us on the program. We're talking a little bit about draft rooms and and the excitement around the draft. So Vernon, who's sitting with us today, watching the draft line. He he's the biggest Jaguars fan of all time, right? He's Jacksonville no, my ties is. Uh, them too. Then Uh-oh. so talking yeah. to your sister and talking to Vernon. Trayvon Walker, does he save does he save a franchise right here? Is he that final piece that this Jaguars team needed to do it? First of all, we need to stop with all the accolades to these guys that are that. getting drafted today because of one thing. They're stinking rookies. You're rookies, you're coming into a man's world. You're getting you ready go. to play a man's game. You're not gonna show up there with these guys who've been paying mortgages and all of a sudden, you know, you're gonna you're gonna rock their world. It's going to take you a little time to develop, son. And they're going to remind you of that when they make you uh, carry their uh, shoulder pads off the yep. field, when yep. you're uh, buying their breakfast before mm-hmm. uh, the plane leaves, mm-hmm. all those types of things. So you, you may think these guys are great. All these SEC guys talk all this, oh, Alabama, all this. But I've cut Heisman Trophy winners, and I've cut a lot of guys from Alabama. So you can't just say these guys, just because they played and they're these great players in college, that they're going to step into that league and, and – um, and, and light it up. 
some of them will. Some of them will have great seasons. Some of them will do well for a little while, but a lot of them won't. Ned, do you have like a hidden gem in the draft? You you see somebody that's ranked down bottom of the first, middle of the second. And you're like, why why isn't he ranked higher? You know, the the tomorrow the, the draft is really made tomorrow. This is where your scouts are paid. You know, a lot of the teams that that do well are the teams that are able to find those hidden gems, those guys who are you know just guys who you think are the guy who I really like, and not a lot of people like him was the kid up at Colorado State, that tight end. I really thought he was an athletic guy. I watched him in the senior bowl a little bit. He was he's, he moves around well. He's a basketball guy. Trey McBride. And, uh, I, thought, I think he could be Trey McBride or something like that. I think yep. his name is. Yep. And uh, he's one of the guys that I think could be sneaky good uh, if he gets with the right coach and the right team. Kayvon Thibodeau just went to the Giants at five, so that's a lot of defensive ends to start this one out. When do the skill guys start going? Is there one and then there's a big rush, Ned? No, it's just what teams feel that they need and how they have these guys ranked. You know, you have your board. You know pretty much who you want um, based on what your needs are and, uh, you know, based on what your coach is. And, you know, you're, right now, you know, if you're, if you're up and you're picking, it's based on what you think you need at that, and, the, and the value you will get at that player or you'll trade down. You know, there's certain things that the head coach wants. There's certain things that the, the GM wants and certain things that the owner wants. And so you, you, you guys, you, you try to, you know, rectify all those things within, you know, a conversation, and then you guys go and you decide on a pick. But uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, the position is what is needed. And uh, people know where they were hurting, uh, whether it's offense or defense, and they generally try to pick at those positions that they feel that they need the most help. Yeah, Coach, um, as, as far as how I asked you about upside and ceiling, I know that that somewhat gets played into the equation, um, but I like kind of to your point about, I mean, these guys are all rookies, and they're, they're w- stepping into a man's world, and whether it's work ethic, whether it's how practices are run, I mean, I mean I'm changing from the college game, the speed of the game is a huge difference at the NFL. I think that's the biggest adjustment for any position, whether it's quarterback, offensive line, receiver, corner, the speed of the game. How big of a, an adjustment have you seen guys have to make going from that college game to that NFL game? A lot of guys have the really the skills because they're really well coached, a lot of them in college. One of the differences are, you know, and I go back to Rocky Calvin, one of my favorite guys who was a Buckets Award winner at Oklahoma great guy and he had never left the state of Oklahoma his entire life he played high school he played college football he was an all-american there he was, you know everything his whole his family his brothers everybody. he comes down interstate 40 to Tennessee to the Titans it's only two states over and the guy gets homesick he's looking down the interstate during training camp like oh my god I'm in an, I'm like what, what are you talking he says I've never left the state of Oklahoma ever in my life and oh, so man. you'd be amazed at the thing some guys can't handle wealth. Some guys, you know, you'd be amazed. Some guys just want to, hey, I got enough money right now. I'm going to try not to get hurt, and, and that's it. I'm going to play two, three years, and I'm out. So it, it, it's just it's a weird business. You know, you'd be, you'd be amazed, and there's really talented guys. Um, coaching is important. Who your coach is, your relationship with your coach, your teammates, uh, endearing yourself, being humble. Uh, having some form of humility, um, and it, you know, it's a lot of things that are involved in it. So uh, when you talk about upside, 
you know, people are always predicting and saying, hey, this guy is eventually, you know, he's going to come around. He's a good guy. You know, he may want to play golf the rest of his life. He may not want to play football anymore. So mm-hmm. that's why the Pac-Man Joneses get drafted. Mm-hmm. And, and the guys, we had another guy, Will Falk, who was, he always had a golf magazine in his, in his locker. So, he, he, you know, $25 million was enough for him, and he was just going to do enough just to get by, and he was going to go play golf the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Last question before we cut you loose, Coach. The day after the draft for these kids, what is that day? What is, what is the biggest change? What is the next step? Everybody asking for a loan because they think you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Even when yeah. you're coaching and you're broke like me, my, fa- my friends and my family members thought I was making a ton of money and I was the poorest guy on the block. But, no, the day after, the guys, you know, they just realize they're, they're just happy to be in the NFL. They're, it doesn't matter what team you're on. Everybody is just a joy for their entire family. I just really enjoy seeing the guys, the smiles on their faces. They're happy to be there. Every last one of them are really really excited about the you know the the future and uh sometimes it doesn't work out but it's not for trying a lot of the guys they really try some of them can't overcome a lot of different things you know you get an injury the season's a lot longer you know at, in november they're all looking for thanksgiving break and, and where they're going you know home for christmas and it's just half half the season's you know gone through so it, it's just a different it's just a transition it's tough for a lot of guys but a lot of guys eventually adapt and uh, it's just a fun time. It's, it's good to see the, the old and the new come together. And, you know, it's a business. So, you know, there's tough decisions that are going to be made. One of the boys, Ned James, thank you so very much. Hey, thank you guys for having me and great show. Good Thanks, dude. Ned. Good dude. Well, we'll take one last stoppage, and I think we'll get in two more picks, boys. Speaking of two, men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, what's this cat's name? Ikim Ukwanu. Ikim Ukwanu? Super close. Ukwanu. All right. Well, he's a panther. Hey, how lucky are you to get selected by Carolina in between the two giant picks? Like, you just missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, boys. All right, we're good. We're good here. Yeah. Fred, how are you holding up? A single wide receiver hasn't been drafted yet. You all right? I'm like all punchlines aside, no joke here. I really don't get it. <laughs> it's the only position on the field that matters that's not quarterback. The second highest paid player on every team is a wide receiver now. It's going to seem basic and cookie cutter, but if you don't have a good offensive line to protect your quarterback, your quarterback can't throw it to your wide receiver. That is true. Everyone starts in the shotgun now. Give so, me, so cool. They why, get a okay. Start. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but why do they do that? Because they need to get it out super fast to that wide receiver. Because the offensive line is trash. Yes, every team does it though. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Peyton Manning made it sexy. He's like under center. Omaha. Yeah, I, I don't want to touch that guy. Omaha. He was sweet with Omaha. I don't even know what Omaha means. It was a um, snap count cadence. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Check Monday. Check Monday. That means we're going on two. Check Sunday. We're going on one. Tuesday, 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 three. I'm going to check your math on that, but I don't. some teams change it up, obviously. But that's it's kind of like yeah. baseball as a catcher. One means fastball, two means curveball. But you can change it if you know that somebody knows it. You can spin it back. Hey, no one does that anymore either. It's all numbers now. Have you guys seen that? There's a new yeah. There's a new device. Have you seen they, that in baseball? Yeah. That thing is crazy. I love it. It's it's cool. I prefer like seeing grown men with their fingernails painted. 
you know, on national television. Yeah, your Molina style. That's Molina. really cool. Yeah, I was but, just going to say it. But the technology the is pretty sweet, too. Fluorescent yellow. Uh, that is super sweet. That's how big the NFL draft is. We didn't talk anything about this Yankees letter. We didn't talk anything about, like, the my uh, St. Louis Cardinals cleared the cleared everything. And I was excited for that. It, just jumping, Nolan. like, bullpen walls. They were like, let's go. We didn't even talk about it. Paul Goldsmith was ready. Oh, duh. That, that dude was, and that's a scary dude. You know Van Nunley, the Astros fan, yeah. will be talking with Forrest Stolting, the Yankees fan, yes. tomorrow at Isotope Stadium. Have to. About that letter coming out. I mean, no doubt about that. Be see, ready, Forrest. You hear me? You see Giovanni Gallegos just jump over the bullpen wall? Yeah, he cleared to, it. He was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't even yep. think about going out the gate. Nothing. No. Clear the Andale. wall. Yep. Ins- ins- clear the way. Insert clear the wall. order joke here. That's, I, I said Andale. Well, that could mean anything. Okay. <laughs> Giants pick is in, and I feel like they gotta go O line now. I tell you what, th- to me, this feels like, like if you're Giants, you gotta play taps right here, because like, <laughs> it's done. Your career is over. Saquon Barkley is garbage. Daniel Jones is garbage. Hot garbage. How's how's the Monty Tumor doing? Is he still catching passes? <laughs> I Killiard still up there. You know what? Okay. They should bring back uh, Lawrence. Yeah, Jeremy if, Shockey. Bring back, bring back Lawrence. Just line some some coke for him. Ha, some coke nice. for him. He'll play. That's two straight days with cocaine. What I tell you? Show. What I tell you? They had so, to go tackle at smart. that point. Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, is now in New York Giants, and uh, our condolences to the Neal family. Mm-hmm. It is uh, unfortunate mm-hmm. that uh, gone too soon. Gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Well, when they get either Baker Mayfield or Colin Kaepernick. He'll be a lot happier than blocking for Daniel Jones. Jimmy Garoppolo has to be a New York Giant. He has to go up there, take all the money, take it all. Because the Giants are just as much Jersey as it is New York, and a Garoppolo in Jersey, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. That'd be the perfect fit. Bunch of thank yous today. Tracy Sandler, who joined us, she was the best. Amory Castillo, she was the best. Danny Gonzalez, he was the best. Ned James, he was also the best. The best of all, though. Vernon Coons, thank you for taking the time today. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. DJ Khaled. I like that. He the best. Any final words, man? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but I tell you what. Anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out on the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. From the live chat, Yankees suck. (laughs) Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow from the lab, Burke.